You're listening to the Castworks Industries Comedy Podcast Network. Oh, yeah. Warning. The Federal Communications Commission has determined the following content to be emotionally harmful. Young children should not view this content under any circumstances, even if supervised by a parent or guardian. I'm back, and I'm ready to put my foot inside someone's ass! That's how it's done. Hi, this is Bex from Garris Random Ramblings. You're listening to The Robin Slim Show. Listener discretion is advised. In this corner, the devastating duo of mayhem, carnage, and absolute destruction, Rob and Slim! You're listening to the Rob and Slim Show with Rob. I do not date plain Jane assistants. Slim. No one loves you like I do. And sometimes the Lamborghini. I love Lady Boys. Internet Radio's finest. Jews. Wait, what? I just hate all stupid. 
suck my balls. Evil gingers like Harry Top. I hate him the most. I'm just a dumb. I'm just a dumb. Redhead ginger. you know it the ginger gaineth a freckle for every soul he taketh in this corner he's known as the slamborghini that's right he breaks walls at 198 pounds give it up for our intern on the robin slim show this is summer smith and you're listening to the robin slim show booyah boona Hey guys, this is RJ Mitty, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show. This is Carrie Frylock Means, and you're listening to the Robin Slim Show, fools. This is Gregory James Cohan, also known as the Velocipastor, and you are listening to the Rob and Slim Show. Hey, it's Kevin Wiseman, actor, musician. You're listening to the Rob and Slim Show, and Slambo. Asterisk, in parentheses. He's not really part of the show. Scott Bale is the Antichrist! <laughs> and Scott Bale gave me pink eye! Showtime, a-holes! Are you going to Bale Fest 2021, Slambo? Yeah, yeah, I'll go. It's fucking April, April 5th. April 5th. Did you get a, a ticket? Uh, I have to get a ticket. You gotta get a ticket. Did you, Slim? Not yet, but I, I am definitely gonna go. Fucking I gotta get uh, that shit. I got a fucking shitty uh, fucking uh, Chachi action figure that was marked down to like $5. It was like on clearance. I left the sticker on just so he knows I wouldn't have paid the fucking full price for it. I'm going to see if he'll uh, autograph it. Scott Bayo's a cunt. Yeah, he might. You need to like bust that in your song too when we're there. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's a Persephone, April 5th, Slambo, Persephone. Bayo Fest. It's yeah. one to one, it's called. I don't know what the fucking convention's called, but we're going we're gonna to hang out with uh, TC Rustani too. And uh, the captain, he's bringing the captain. Ooh. I said, awesome. He's like, I got to sit in a car for eight hours with the guy. He's like, it's not, it's awesome for you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. My uh, son, my ex-wife texted me, I forget what day it was, and she's like, you and broke his collarbone. Ooh, I'm like, what, what happened? And she's like, William picked him up and slammed him into the ground. They were wrestling. They think it's fun. That's like they're fun. Like, I can't even go out for a cigarette when they're up if they're watching, like, wrestling. If I go out, they just instantly start wrestling, like, play wrestling. They think it's great. And I'm like, what happened? And I asked William, he's like, Daddy, I did a spine buster, but I did it wrong. First of all, a spine buster sounds horrible, even if it's done right. A spine buster. I did it wrong. But I'm like, hopefully they learned a lesson now. Uh, I was talking to uh, Bobby Blaze Smedley, and I'm like, maybe I said if they didn't, the only other option is to, like, build them a ring. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. He's like, yeah, that would be awesome. I'm like, yeah, it would. I kind of want to do that. kind of want to build them a ring. But, yeah, no, they're out of control. Animals. Yeah, no, he broke the collarbone. The doctor said in, like, two weeks it should feel better. He said it was like a clean break. So what what does that do to him physically? Like, he can't... He's got it in a sling, his yeah, arm. Oh, uh, okay. He can't use it or whatever for, I don't know, a couple weeks, I, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, it's... 
You did it? No, no, I, I, my, oh. I know people. You broke somebody? You, you choked somebody? He's done yeah. a spine breaker. Spine buster? He did the so slam boom. The slam buster. <laughs> the tornado. The slam That's what you got to do to people. That's what you got to do to slam. <laughs> Next backyard brawl. When's that going to be? Twan Twan? Yeah, we should do some backyard wrestling instead of boxing, which is just wrestling. <laughs> I'm trying to get the, uh, the little people on. All right. The fucking uh, knee-high knucklers. Oh, and God, I was thinking knee- if two of them come and then they fight you in the backyard, <laughs> that'll be cool. That'll be cool. Like you versus two, two, two midgets. That'll be awesome. Why are you We're, laughing, Slambo? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a funny... It's what he does right before he ideas. kills somebody. <laughs> he just does that. Right before he transforms to Al, his alter ego. <laughs> yeah. It's like his, uh, his Tyler Durden. I haven't seen him in a while, man. I yeah, because you, you haven't changed. You you need to fucking transform fully. Your fucking personality needs to bleed into... I figured you would come in with like a, a denim vest and like, I don't know. I don't know. What else white is wig. Wear? White Yeah, wig. white wig. Uh, that's, so how you, that's how you bang the seventy-year-old or the eighty-year-old. Glasses, maybe. Oh, is that what? Is that no, what no, I, 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 w- I would do that though. I oh, I thought that's what <laughs> if I was going to dress up. I think he used to. I, I don't know. Whoa! I no he was a hippie and a cop. I don't think they go together. I thought cops hate hippies. Oh well, you know they, they have to do hippies. the underground thing so that oh, they can like, some drugs. What? You know? He was like a fucking you know the undercover. He had to go undercover on the streets of New York, man. What did he uncover? Oh, he was uncovering drugs and prostitution rings, I guess. I, 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 was he planting drugs on that lady Ginger? Was she a been. drug runner, a like prostitute? He was. Might have been. Now she's dead? Yeah. <laughs> they had a silencer? Her story he was might've. up on the dark web. Fucking Walking Dead was pretty awesome. Uh, I, I didn't realize from the week before it ended, Daryl like, went off on his own. He's like, I'm going to find... He's like, if we found, uh, like, for the people, like, stuck in that cave, he's like, if, if there, we found an entrance, the, you know, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. So he's going the, to go back. It opens with uh, uh, Beta walking to a trailer, just walking through, like, a fucking, like, I don't know, a uh, field. And then he walks into a trailer where two other whispers are, and they open this, like, uh, thing in the floor, like a panel. And he goes down into a tunnel, and he comes up. I don't know, did they show that right away where he came up? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, no, they didn't show that right away. Uh, then it cuts to, like, uh, Rosita having a nightmare. Uh, her fat baby's crying, and she wakes up to feed it. And uh, next thing she knows, when she's getting a bottle or whatever the fuck it was, uh, he was in he was in there, Beta. And, like, over the uh-huh. crib with a knife, and just goes to stab it, and then she wakes up from the nightmare, blah, blah, blah. But then it's the morning, and Gamma is at Alexandria. She went up to the gates. I think two guards have, like, I don't know, spears to her. And, and uh, Gabe comes out uh, with... Uh, with Rosita, and he starts questioning her and shit. She takes the mask off. She tells um that Aaron and the others are in trouble, and uh, he has, uh, I guess, tells uh, they're in a cave with the horde. And he's like, well, "Why was the why was the horde moved?" Like he's like calling bullshit. Like he thinks she's up to some shit. Uh, so she says, "Yeah, you know, she she'll show them or the cave entrances on a map." She just wants to see her nephew, which is that kid at Hilltop, uh, whatever that they left in the yard or, or the grass or whatever it was. Mm. And and he says, "What happened to the mother?" And she just goes, she's dead. And uh, so then Rosita, like, they let her in. Rosita punches her and tells the guards to, like, lock him up. So then cuts to Daryl in the woods, following Whisperer, which I think was Alpha. I think it was Alpha. I think he fucking found her because, like, I couldn't tell for a while, like, with the mask on and shit. But finally, at one point, you saw it was Alpha. So I think it was Alpha that he fucking found. Um, And I don't know. He's following her. And then all of a sudden, like... Uh, she's with other, I think, I think whispers, because you can't even tell sometimes who the fuck is who, but I think other whispers come out, and, like, some zombies, um, and then, like I said, blah, 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 it goes, it goes back to Gamma in the cell, 
uh, Gabe Gabe just comes in like hardcore. He's all badass because after he killed Dante, uh, he's like just fucking like next level, next level. Uh, what happens? Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. She's she, he said like I think Rosita said because they both came in together and she was like the last whisperer in the cell is dead. And Gamma goes, "Did you kill her?" And, and he just goes, "No, I did." It's fucking <laughs> hardcore. He's like, "I did." Um, blah blah. And he, then he goes into the fact that he knows when people are lying. He's like. I've learned to fucking tell. And he's like, your story wasn't a lie, but you're holding something back. So he gets her to tell her, tell him that uh, the, the the mother of the kid was her sister because she killed her sister. And, and she tells him why and blah, blah, blah. And then it just shows, shows Daryl killing fucking whispers and shit. It's like back and forth a lot. Uh, What the fuck? What the fuck? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Uh, Gabe, blah, blah, blah. Uh... I can't even read what I fucking wrote, Slambo. No. You should be there writing, like, in calligraphy while I'm Just fucking... dictating it to yeah, you. Yeah, while I'm writing this, and you should rewrite it in, like, triplets. Triplicates. I'll remember um, my pen and quill. Yeah, she's showing... Uh, I think it's, like, Gamma and all them in, in the fucking room and showing them on the map where the fucking entrance is. And Daryl and the Bloody Whisper. Oh, that's when it's Daryl's uh, fighting the Whisper, his alpha. And he's fighting her, and I, I think she stabbed him in the fucking thigh. And so he, like, makes it to, like, a, a garage. And he's hiding behind a car, and he's fucking, like, panting heavily. And she comes in. I guess he fucked her up, too. She comes in pretty fucked up. And uh, with the with the whispers, she starts, like, smacking a fucking wrench against, like, a wall to, like, draw them in. So that's all, like, fucking building up. Uh, blah, blah, blah. She tells, uh, what happens? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, then Gabe's, Gabe's kind of, like, snapping. Rosita, like, calls him out because he's, like, fucking, like, giving her shit. He's, like, because I guess the last time she had a fight, she, like, froze up or something. And he's, like, you should stay here and shit. And she's, like, no, you better check your fucking shit. Like, she right. says that to him. <laughs> she's, like, you need to get under control because you're acting dangerous and, and something's going to fucking happen. So, uh, oh, then it shows Judith. How she was, you know, she used to visit Negan when he was in the cell and talk to him. And so Judith starts talking to fucking Gamma and, like, asks her what her real name is. And she starts telling her, her name is Mary, and she starts telling her about her parents, because she's like, what did you do before the Whisperers? And then she says she can't remember a lot, because I guess Alpha fucks you up. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but uh, Judith says uh, she she uh, doesn't think she's bad. But then Rosita fucking finds her talking to her. It's like, go go to your house. It's like lockdown. Mm. Uh, so it's back to Daryl. Uh, he, he killed the fucking Walkers. Uh, with a with a fire extinguisher first, and the second one he had to pull the knife out of his thigh, and he starts bleeding out like crazy because that thing was stopping it from fucking doing that. So then he kills that thing. He's all fucked up. Uh, I think it's like again, it goes back to uh, Gabe and Rosita, and he's she's she does look freaked out, and he's like, no, look, you should stay back here because they're going out to find, I guess, uh, to try to help everyone to find that fucking herd and shit like that, uh, horde, whatever the fuck it is. Um. And she's, she thanks him. She's like, yeah, I've been having nightmares. Been really fr freaked out and shit. Uh, and then it cuts to night. This is the fucking crazy shit. This is like the fucking best part of the fucking episode. Most fucking creepy as shit. It, it just cuts to like nighttime. Beta comes out from, I guess, where he like, was going through those underground caves. Out of a grave in Alexandria. I guess Dante, wow. when he was there, fucking dug this side of the fucking like tunnel. And like into, into a grave. So he just, That's you see cool. a hand come out. And you're like, what the fuck? is like one of the dead rising or some shit and you see and you see him like fucking come out of this grave and then it just cuts to like the houses and it's like 
uh, some of the people that were fucking with Lydia last season, that was another thing. I'm like, where the fuck is Lydia? Like, I haven't seen her in, like, a while. She left, like, last season uh, to just go out and figure shit out. But um, he just walks in the house, and it's the people that, like, fucked with her, like, hardcore, and almost killed her that, that uh, Negan ended up killing. Oh, okay. The one bitch. And they're just talking shit. They're talking shit about the whispers and all this shit. And he comes in, and fucking, you see the lights go out, and he just starts, like, fucking, he had two machetes. Two machetes. Yeah. Just, like, serial killer killing them. Just That's fucking cool. crazy, crazy fucking shit. And then he just sits there, like, waiting for them to turn to zombies. So, like, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is this shit? What is this shit? I wrote Slambo. Fucking tell me. You need to read this shit to me. You need to cue this up. You need to be typing it. Um, <coughs> I'll, get, I'll get myself. Yeah, out. dude, you need to fucking run this through me. Get your earpiece. Yeah, that, that was definitely the coolest part. Um... So, yeah, then, then they turn, and he starts, like, running through the street and, like, attacking people. And uh, he runs to the house because uh, Gamma gets out of the cell. Okay. Or, uh, was it? yeah, yeah, that's what it was. He went up to her cell. He went up to her cell and, and opened it. And he's like, you're coming with me. You're coming back to uh, to Alpha. She wants you alive. And she wants to, she wants, she's going to kill you. But if you come with me, uh, you know, peacefully, it'll be a quick death. You won't suffer. So, uh. She's like, no. She's like, that's not gonna, that's not gonna happen. And then the bit, one of the bitches was like, with the saviors comes in, and like starts fighting him, starts oh. fighting him. And so Gamma fucking runs off. He fucks that bitch up. I don't remember if she died or not, but uh, I think she was alive at the end, just like injured. And uh, as she's like leaving the cell, like where that that building was, uh, Judith sees her from a window. And is like, come come to my house. So she fucking goes in there. He leaves. He goes in there too, cause he's like. He's, like, right on this shit. Right. Goes up in there. He's going through a few rooms. It's, like, fucking real tense. And uh, he finds a closed door, which is, like, a door there. And I forget how he went to open it, but she, Judith just shoots right through the door and, like, shoots him in the chest. He falls back. He's fucking, like, like laid out. And so they all go to leave. They all go to leave. <clears throat> and Gamma's, like, the last one. And then out of the blue, he's up. He had a bulletproof vest on or whatever, of course. And he just starts fucking... Uh, Fucking, uh, was it her up? Or was it Rosita? I think it was Rosita was there. And, uh, that's what it was. Cause yeah, as it's all going on, she's figuring out something fucked up happened. Uh, she's talking to, um, Gabe on a fucking walkie and they're figuring out something fucked up is going on. Cause I, I think Gabe hasn't seen anyone out where the fuck he is. So, uh, yeah, that's what it was. Rosita runs in there and, and she's fighting him and she's like, she's doing all right. But he, I think he's got her down at one point. And then Gamma comes back. And she's like, no, I'll go with you. Like, don't fuck with these. Don't kill these people. Like, she's like, they're good people. Like, is, is I'm he not going to let you do this shit. Is he still fighting with the two machetes? Or I think so, yeah. Oh. I'm pretty sure he had the two machetes. He's fucking badass. Yeah. <laughs> badass. So he came out of a grave, too. He's holding yeah. them in, like, fucking in the middle of the night. Like, with just moonlight on him. He looked fucking crazy. Yeah, that's, what, that's what he had in the comic, too. Yeah. I just remember one, like, panel <sighs> of, like, him and Negan charging at each other. And he had the two machetes. And Negan had, I think he had gotten uh, Lucy. Lucille. Lucille back. Yeah, he. I think so. he does have that. I think he does have it, and they, they like took it from him. But I'm pretty sure he's got that shit. Or no, he used it. That's right. He used it. He like he had hid it in the woods, and then found it and used it. In the um, comic, I think he breaks it over. Uh, oh, uh, beta, uh, whatever his beta. name is, Beta. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So, uh, yeah. Then as uh, uh, they, they're leaving, uh, he's leaving with her. Fucking Gabe is on the way back to, like, help fucking Rosita and everyone else in the town and runs into them. And uh, I don't remember who. I don't know if it's Gabe. One of them just, like, shoots at fucking Beta and Gamma. 
And so Beta just runs. Jake Beta just books in the woods. He's gone. And Gamma's still there. And she's like freaking out. And she's like, I wasn't going with him. Like, I'm not. Like, he accused her of like working with him because it looks fucking shady as fuck. And she's like, no, I just went with him. So, like, he wouldn't kill you, kill your people. So now that she's back with uh, him and all that. Uh, then it cuts back to uh, to Daryl and uh, Alpha uh, in that fucking garage. And I forget. He's talking shit to her about Lydia leaving and she's you tell it's fucking upsetting her and so she gets up and she's all fucked up she takes the that's when she takes the mask off and you realize it's her and she's got like fucking like uh cuts all over the place like deep fucking cuts and she goes to get up she can barely walk she like collapses she's crawling him and then she just passes out on the ground kind of and then she opens her eyes and Lydia's there so Lydia fucking was there and uh she's like is it really you and then Lydia was like yeah and I, I they talk and and I forget what she says. She says, yeah, don't call me mom. Because she's like, yeah, this is really me, mama. And then she goes, don't call me that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We're all the same. And that's when Lydia's like, no, we're not the same. I didn't come back for this. And uh, I'm uh, I'm just a human. I'm just a regular person. I'm right. not like you. And uh, what is it? She, she put, oh, yeah. Because yeah, uh, Alpha, like, just almost dead, too. Like, pulls out a knife for Lydia to, like, push it into her chest or whatever to kill her. And Lydia wouldn't do it. So, uh, or you don't see that, but Lydia didn't do it. Oh, yeah, no, she said she can't. That's what she said, I can't, I'm not here for this. Uh, and I'm not the same as you, blah, blah, blah. Then it goes to the next day. Alpha wakes up and realizes uh, she's alone. Uh, and somebody carved in, and I guess it was Lydia, in the table, your way is not the only way. Mm. And then blah, blah, blah. Then Gabe figures out the tunnel was uh, dug by Dante and all that shit. Aaron comes back. Aaron fucking comes back to uh, Alexandria and tells him that not everyone got out. <clears throat> uh, Rosita and a bunch of other people go on a hilltop for, like, medical fucking assistance, help, whatever. Uh, but Gamma's with her, and, like, they shake hands. Like, it's cool. There's, like, a moment where, like, you can tell, like, they, could, they trust her now. Uh, so then it's Daryl in the woods. He wakes up, and Lydia's right there, like, taking care of him. Uh, tells him what the fuck happened, and he's like, did you kill her? And she's like, if it was your dad, could you? She's like, no, I didn't. So uh, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, and then two whispers found Alpha. And she just starts babbling. She does this every now and then. She just babbles. Just babbles. Uh, end of the world, blah, blah, blah. Better than everyone else, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. You can't even understand half the shit she's saying. She's just like whispering. She's creepy, creepy, creepy. But uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was a good episode. It was good. Definitely want to see what the fuck Nothing from Negan week. in that episode? No, he, was, uh, he wasn't in that one at all. No, hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, no. You could do a spine buster on uh, Slim, Slambo? The spine buster. The spine Fuck buster. yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What is a spine buster, Slambo? Like, how would you do it? How would you, yeah. How would you just... I would just fucking... Hit someone in a crowbar in the spine. I guess so, yeah. That's my... <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, the folding chair, but I would oh, okay. fold the chair up so I can get better aero... You know, Arrow dynamics. Aerodynamics. You want to just like, punch me in the spine? Like I feel like that's yeah, how like, you would do it. Like, like you gotta look, do one of those like fucking with the knuckle sticking out. The middle finger. <laughs> you gotta make a fist so your middle finger sticking out. You just fucking <laughs> punch him right in the spine. Just do the it. Base of the spine. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking the middle. You can go anywhere though. You have the whole spine to work with. Spine doctor. Did you have a uh, corona? Is that why you haven't been here? Oh, I no. had a sore throat the other day. I'm like, if that fucker gave me corona, I'm gonna fucking be pissed yeah i don't think i had corona it's because you had a lot because you hoarded all the lime in your eyes i did i did Fuck. i rubbed the lime in my eyeballs and that's why i'm uh I'm that's immune. why you're alive that's why i'm immune fucking goddamn be, be honest with us well you, you were at board camp <laughs> no 
No. Board oh. camp confessions. No, I, I wish. I wish it had been that. But. Compared to what I did, I wish I was a board camp. I wish I was killing boys left and right. Killing boys and uh, boys. No, killing <laughs> boys. Killing boys and fucking them. No. Nah, that just doesn't sound any fun. <laughs> Not to you. Maybe to somebody, though. Not to me, either. But There's uh, some uh, heavy breathing fun seeker out there, I'm sure. Slim seems a little excited. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Men's shit is another man's treasure, right? <laughs> All right. I think it's about break time. Oh, yeah. Unless you got uh, a, a song or a boar story to sing us out with. A boar song! Ooh, you got a boar song? Camp the musical. Oh, God. That could replace too many rapes. When that ends, you should do, you should do a really sad, boar like, ballad. He should do a sad, uh, what is it called? A ballad or whatever of, like, I wish I was at boar camp. I was going to say that, or, like, you could do it as the boar. One of the songs would be <laughs> as the boar, like, begging you not to kill it, asking you to take it to the vet and shit. And then it goes back to you, and you're like, no. Boar camp, camp the musical. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's coming next next season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Stay tuned. This is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. And I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Rob and Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob's the old one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 75. <laughs> How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. <laughs> he had Pokemon cards. He, he, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box said three. Three puppies, but my dick was inside. Hey guys, it's Ryder Doll. I know what you're thinking. With all the porn out there, who's looking for phone sex? Well, I'll tell you who. Tens of thousands of totally normal guys just like you who felt lonely or, you know, and needed something different to get them off. So whether you're curious how to make me your hot little fuck toy for the night, or you're absolutely desperate to make me your girlfriend. Check me out on RyderDoll.com. That's R-Y-D-E-R-D-O-L-L.com. Click the tab for deals and promotions. And just for hearing me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes to use in our first call. So what are you waiting for? Hit pause on the porn and visit me on RyderDoll.com. I can't wait to make you blow a huge load and to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout. 
When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Christina. And we're the hosts of the Just Conversation podcast. A show where we critically think and discuss all sorts of exciting topics. From the big pressing issues like artificial intelligence, space exploration, and government takeovers. To the small ones like pollution in Pokemon, time traveling cat people, and the portal we found in my backyard. And we misinform all the time. Yeah, it's great. We're uncensored, politically incorrect, and childish. Catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and all your podcasting apps. And remember to take nothing personal. It's just conversation. Oh, what the fuck's going on? This is Mbotzi, B-O-T-Z-Y. Check out the fucking Botsy. I got them all, f- all Botsy for the breaks, the first three breaks. Uh... Brooklyn Randall Fowler from Married AF, married as fuck, said the savior chick is supposedly, uh, is, is dead. The actress tweeted, uh, something like, I can't believe it's over, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Jess Smith from, uh, Fat Lulz Radio, L-U-L-Z. Definitely check them out, too. We are on there. Uh, he said, yeah, they won't kill Daryl. Too much of a moneymaker. That's true. We were saying on break, I was saying, they, I think Slambo asked. They made that character just for yeah. Norman Reedus. Right. He yep. uh, auditioned. They loved him so much, but didn't have a character he fit, so they fucking made Daryl. I think, like, the first season said, like, featuring or, or with... Yeah, yeah. With Norman Reedus, so that's fucking cool. You ready for Frankie Sings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why are you fucking talking? <laughs> now I'm a big fan. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, he's the biggest fan of Frankie. Yeah. So either the new Frankie or the new Drizz song to <laughs> drop. I never know which one is going to. Frankie doesn't <laughs> make his own songs. He does covers, though. <laughs> and Drizz is the one that makes his own. How do I start a fucking watch party on this shit, bitch? Slambo? What's up? How do I do this watch party? You should know all watch this shit. Party. You should be fucking executing. Executive interning. You're, starting a watch You're an executive intern. Yeah, watch party that shit on your phone, bitch. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's how I laid the law down. You haven't been here two weeks. Right, Slim? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> fucking do it. I don't know. Fucking, know. fucking mad at everything. Where's, uh, where's my shit? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. Frankie sings the hits. Now it's time for Frankie Sings the Hits with your host with the most, Frankie Tube Stakes. Uh, so bad. Eminem. Yeah, ha. Feel that, baby? Yeah, I feel it too. Damn. You know, I'm so glad we could spend this time together. Uh, see, I'm not as crazy as you thought I was, am I? Ha ha. I'm the American dream. I'm the definition of white trash ballin'. I'm right back on him with the, I can't call it, same shit, different toilet. Oh, you got a nice ass, darling. Can't wait to get you into my bends, take you for a spin. Uh, what you mean, Wade? Fucking, you take me for a friend? Let me tell you the whole story of Frankie's origin. You'll be sorry if you slam my Mercedes door again now. It all started with my father. I must have got my pimpin' jeans from him. The way he left my mama. 
I'm a rolling stone just like him. Word to Johnny Drama. Keep my entourage with me. Baby, I'll make a promise. There ain't nobody as bomb as me. I'm as calm as the breeze. I'm the bee's knees, his legs, and his arms. I'm a superstar, girl. I'm ready for your mama. Why do you think the only thing I got on is my pajamas? I'm so bad. I'm so good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing you ever had. Cause you ain't ever met nobody like me. You ain't ever gonna wanna fuck nobody else again. I'm so bad. I'm so good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing you ever had. <clears throat> Cause you ain't ever met nobody like me. You ain't gonna wanna fuck nobody else again. I'm equivalent to a shot of Quavo. First, I kiss your navel. Work my way down, baby. You can lay down on the table. But you may want to find something uh, more stable. I told you I ain't fooling from the gate. This ain't the first day of April. But thank you for staying, April. I'ma make you learn to appreciate me. Differentiate me from those phony little fishy and sissy fake G's. Skip over the huggy bear and all the kissy face, please. Initiate phase three, Missy, now service me. Take another shot of Jaeger. <clears throat> Shake it so nervously. Take your time, baby. Ooh, you're the bomb, baby. Oh, you're doing that even better than your mom, lady. I told you I'm Frankie. You didn't listen now, did you? Relax, woman. You know that I'm only kidding with you. Got a twisted sense of humor. It's warped, but I didn't hit you. I think you're finally starting to get the picture. I'm so bad. I'm so good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing you ever had. Cause you ain't ever met nobody like me. And you ain't gonna wanna fuck nobody else again. So bad. So good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing you ever had. Cause you ain't ever met nobody like me. And you ain't gonna wanna fuck nobody else again. Call me dynamite, 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 oh, oh. I can hold you in the morning, but in the evening I gotta go. Cause I'm on to the next girl. And the next girl I kinda like, oh, oh. I got you caught up in the rapture. Make you recapture the feelings you had for your last boyfriend before he slapped you. You never wanted something so bad, you sweating. But if I'm what you wanted, why'd you panic when I grabbed you? Girl, don't be so frantic. I'm just a hopeless romantic. <clears throat> I don't fight the feeling of something that's so organic. You can't ignore it. So don't, just stand before it. Drop them panties to the floor. Let's get the camcord and damn, shorty. I told you this was bound to happen. Soon as you wrote your number on a napkin, I was bound to work a number on your back and throw your spine out of alignment. My love's got you so blinded, you couldn't pick Amy Winehouse out of a lineup. So stop at the store and pick a pineup. Let's get some pineapple schnapps going. No one'll knock, cause I'ma hang a sign up saying don't disturb. Shorty, I'm so superb. I say the right things, don't I? Spit the dopest words. I'm so bad, I'm so good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing you ever had. Cause you ain't ever met nobody like me. You ain't ever gonna wanna fuck nobody else again. Ugh, I'm so bad, I'm so good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing you ever had. Cause you ain't ever met nobody like me. You ain't gonna wanna fuck nobody else again. 
Uh, call me dynamite, 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 oh, oh. Call me dynamite, 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 oh, oh. I can hold you in the morning. But in the evening I gotta go, cause I'm on to the next girl. And the next girl I kinda like, oh. Oh, I'm so bad. I'm so good that I'm so bad. I guarantee I'll be the greatest thing I ever had. Cause you ain't never met nobody like me. And you ain't gonna wanna fuck. Nobody else again. <laughs> spine out of alignment. <laughs> <laughs> Just made me think of uh, the spine buster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mikey knows. He knows how to pull a spine buster out the right way. You got too many rapes? Yeah, yeah let's go. Alright, so. too many rapes and a night at the theater. We ready? Ooh, it's exciting. Yeah, it's like a, a little class. Well, class. I think the Driz loves the theater. Yeah? <laughs> Why's that? He's just, you know, he's one of those kind of classic kind of guys. I thought he liked musicals. And he likes I think musicals. he wants a musical episode <laughs> next week. He probably wants a musical <laughs> episode. All right, well, I'll see what I can do for him when I'm writing the next episode. But this one is uh, Night at the Theater. Fanto Bono returned from his third feeble-minded Manhattan adventure with the rest of the crew to find a very short-tempered... Captain Tube Stakes and Fembot. Yo, 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 Captain and Fembot. I fucking laid down the law out there. Then I was Audi 5000. From what we saw on the monitors, those Native Americans were laying down the law on that shithole you call a mouth, motherfucker. Yuck. You really do get dumber every week, eunuch. Uh, should we even bother time traveling again, baby? It'll probably just turn into this. Douchebag having another adventure with sucking American Indian dicks, or them running train on this fucking dummy. Oh, I guess it's worth a try, Captain. Maybe we'll all get lucky this time and he'll end up with coronavirus. Oh, God damn it, baby. That was fucking funny. I, I can't even be mad at this asshole anymore. Hit those. Time circuits, doll. Aye, aye, Captain. After not heeding Doc's advice and attempting to travel back in time before they blew up the Earth to save it, Rape Force is now stuck jumping from year to year in hopes of finding the parts they need to fix their faulty particle accelerator and Kugelblitz. It's a race against time. No, it's a rape against time. They're time rapists. Too Many Rapes is filmed in front of a live studio audience. After hitting the time circuits, Rape Force arrived in New York City. No, ha, I'm just fucking kidding you. They arrived in Washington, D.C. on April 15th, 1865. 
Then, thank God we're not in New York City again. This time, we're in Washington, D.C. On the day President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth. Want to go save his lanky ass? <laughs> oh, that sounds great, darling. Then afterwards, I'm going to fuck you until I come here, pussy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Baby, your sexual innuendo is lit AF. <laughs> uh, come on, you fuckers. Uh, take it in some theater will do you all some good. Yo, 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 I'm down, Captain. As long as I don't get stuck mopping up all the jizz. <laughs> Frankie, the Fimbot, and the rest of the crew all arrived at Peterson House Theater and bought tickets to see My American Cousin. Yo, yo, yo. This is way nicer than the Peterson House my Uncle Willie used to take me to. There's way less cum on the seats, and nobody's fisting me. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, PB. Everything you say falls under the shit you shouldn't tell anybody category. <laughs> uh, good one, you slippery rape doctor. Now everybody shut the fuck up. The play is about to start. Just keep an eye on the tall cunt in front of us blocking our view with his shitty top hat. That's the prick we're gonna save his life. <laughs> After the curtains were raised, Rape Force was surprised to find out that My American Cousin wasn't a play at all. It was a stand-up special for none other than the comedian John Wilkes Booth. Right after the crowd's applause died down, he went into his act. Hi, everybody! Look at this painting of my American cousin Billy! Ain't he a sexy little fucker? Look, look at that one of his cock! That's a huge cock and I sucked it last weekend! Yeah, yeah! I'm John Wilkes Booth, baby! After John Wilkes' first joke, President Lincoln instantly started heckling the young comedian. Oh, what the fuck was that? Horseshit! You slack-jawed fucking hillbilly rube! I'm the president! And I deserve way better entertainment than any of this! <laughs> Shut the fuck up, you skinny top hat! Wearing cunt motherfucker! Now I'm gonna tell everyone about my goddamn other American cousin, Joseph! Look at this sexy motherfucker! Looking now at his painting of his swollen genitals! Now that motherfucker fucked me in the poop of that shoot last night! Yeah! I'm John Wooks Boot, baby! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a fucking hack. 
You're not even talking about jokes. You're just talking about incest. These they suck. You suck, motherfucker. <laughs> For the love of God! If you don't shut the fuck up, I'm gonna shoot you in the fucking head, truth be told! Huh! Now look at this, this other cousin of mine! Now I know he ain't as hunky as them other boys, but look at here! Look at his Peyton! He got something they don't! Yeah! That's his asshole, baby! And after I came in it three months ago, fuck yeah, baby! I'm John Wilkes Booth! Wow! Oh, that's it. I want my money back. This is the worst thing I've seen in my four scores on this planet. As soon as President Lincoln got up and started walking out of the theater, John Wilkes Booth walked up behind him and shot him in the back of the head. As Abe fell to the ground lifeless, Everyone except for Rape Force cleared out of the theater. A confused greaser spoke to the rest of the team. Oh, me thought we were going to save Tall Man. Uh, yeah. But I think we all changed our minds since they were both insufferable cunts. <laughs> Yo, 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 that comedian was funny AF. And check this shit out. Yeah, that's right. I just watched President Abraham Lincoln get shot in the fucking head. Whoa, back the fuck up. That was some fucking crazy shit. Probably traumatized me. Now I'm just fucking kidding. And look at that hat. That's right, that hat. That fucking bloody hat with that sweet bullet hole in it. Yo, I'm fucking taking that and I'm never taking it off. You know what that hat is? That hat is fucking cool. I mean, it's like the best. It's an awesome hat. It's even better than fucking those holes in Jesus's wrist and his ankles. Like, holy shit, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm gonna be the Driz with a bloody Abraham Lincoln hat. Yeah. Nobody's gonna fuck with me because they're gonna be. Look, look. Look at that rapper wearing that bloody fucking hat. He got that from Abraham Lincoln when he got shot in the head. You don't want to go toe-in-toe with that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good episode. Oh, that was funny. I didn't John expect John Wilkes proved to be the Slamborghini yeah. and to yell his name at the end of every, <laughs> every time I'm he said a lot. Oh, John Wilkes Booth. Some good improv. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fuck, goddamn. It's break time. Yeah. We'll be back with Tristan News. I actually got to be honest, no and I- I'm probably going to sound really dumb for this, but I don't even know what timeshare is. You're getting a timeshare then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign you up. Time share. Oh, <laughs> All right. I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Good old timeshare slim over there. <laughs> yeah. What do you want? You want to go to Cabo? I got a place for you in Cabo. 2500 a year. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> sign him up. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? 
Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. The Childhood Home A stroll down memory lane for some, for others, a window into the darkness of the past. Lost Hollow Constable Graham Gordon just walked through the door of his abandoned childhood home for the first time in 20 years. Now he may never escape. From the mind of horror author Isaac Thorne comes a brand new novel of dark terror. The Gordon Place. Family means never having to say you're sorry. Available from IsaacThorne.com and retailers everywhere. Just so you know, this show is about scary stuff. So don't say I didn't warn you guys. And remember, don't be scared. Murderous Miners brings true tales of children who have killed. Premeditated murders, accidental killings and deaths, from toddlers to 18-year-old killers, no one is too young to take a life. Join me, War Baby, as I try to tell these stories of the young who've killed, the lives they took, and even the ones who've been left behind. Why do children kill? What do we do with young killers? And do they kill again? Until next time, don't be scared. What? We're back. Are we? Yeah. You make such a thing. It's like a longer break, and you still just fucking twirling shit with a spoon and fucking pouring. Well, it's a longer break. It's six fifty-eight, six fifty-nine. So it's seven o'clock. Yeah, it's almost. Oh, I didn't know that we were shaving early. orange peels. Yeah, all that bullshit. Yeah. I did it quickly. No, you didn't. I thought it was quickly? quick. What time? What Where's time did we go on break? News? I don't think it was that. Twenty long. minutes ago. As soon as you walked in, I was sitting down, ready to go. Barely. So, <laughs> if that's what you call it. Where's but you didn't uh, have to wait. Yeah, I did. All right, here's the drizzle news right here. Where's the, where's the bottom right of here. the drizzle news? Not the top of the drizzle news. Where's uh, this? I need the music. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Slambo, how's, how's the 10-minute drink taste? Pretty damn good. Yeah. Thank you. Drink, yeah. Could it have taken less time and no, still tastes as good? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, because if you rush it, it would just be shit. The bottom, I said. You're at the top. Fuck. All right. I gave you so much. There's the bottom. Yeah. Go up. 
I don't know. Go down. <laughs> Go up. Go down. God damn it. Go down. Go down. Okay. All right. Uh, man found. Is that? Go down. Is that the bottom? Yeah. Jesus, fuck. I don't like these. Why'd you pick these? 23rd? 22? 23rd? 21. 21? 21? Yeah. Okay. Anything good with 21. Uh, man found. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Sweet home, Oklahoma, right, right, John Wilkes? Yeah, baby, I'm John Wilkes, <laughs> Oklahoma, motherfuckers. Twenty-two year term for Maple Grove man who murdered mother and injured father. Why did he murder the father, Driz? Yeah, because you can't take a mother without taking a father as well. How are you going to get all that inheritance money, though? you got to kill them both. That's all I'm saying. A Maple Grove man who beat his 68-year-old mother to death and severely injured his father during a methamphetamine fueled rage and sent some more to a term of more than 22 years. So he's not 22 years younger. He's lying. He's trying to look younger than this, right? Yeah. He could have fixed that floppy chin. That's all I'm saying. Matthew G. Witt, 43, who pleaded guilty in January. In connection with uh, July attacks on Elizabeth J. Witt and George B. Witt, who was witty and Driz? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Elizabeth. I was gonna say the daddy, so lie, you motherfucker. That old bitch is dead. She ain't witty as fuck. What are you saying, Yeah, she was just outwitted. Ah, so he's the wittiest, the youngest. Bobby Witt? (laughs) Matthew Witt, you asshole. Stop reading wrong or making up names. Witt attacked his parents on July 24th. Why did it take him so long to uh, get put in jail? Uh, I don't know, because they have a pool that he attacked them. He was outwitting the police. Was he stabbing uh, him? Stabbing him? Witt attacked his parents. And blah, blah, blah. And, uh, 6600 block of Eagle Lane Drive North around 7.30 p.m. That's a little early, right? I don't know if you're old, though. You might be already in bed, Riz. Yeah, 7.30 is pretty early. You have a fucking old lady when she's asleep? Yeah. Take me to jail, I did it. It shouldn't take him that long. That's what he said, Driz. Take me to jail, I did it. With yeah. uh, told police, according to the criminal complaint, I let them live. They're hurt, man. A bunga. Yeah, apparently he didn't let them both live. Which yeah. mother was on the floor, not breathing with severe head injuries. She died at the scene from those massive head wounds, right, Driz? Sounds like Matthew Witt miscalculated. Yeah. Could they get a witness? What about Wavy? What was he that night? He was tied up in a burning barn, baby! That doesn't sound like Wavy at all. Paramedic sounded with father upstairs in the bedroom with multiple face fractures and a cut under his eye for a win. Yeah. What was he like? I don't know, but that Wavy ain't witty. Yeah. Wavy sucks. Wavy's dead, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> Like, it just evolves into wit puns. <laughs> Man found dead at Daytona Motel for sex offenders, Driz. Yo, that's not even mean. That means you gotta live in a motel, you dirty sex offender. Yeah. Why aren't you there, Driz? Y'all throw it like a motel for sex offenders? Fuck yeah, motherfucker, yeah. that's what I said in red. Palooza County Sheriff's deputies responded uh, Friday afternoon to a motel that houses registered sex offenders after 69-year-old man was found dead in his bed. You know what, Driz? I don't know why. He's 69, a young boy. Yeah. Is that how you get in a motel? 
to Motel 69. Mm. The sheriff's officer received a call from the manager at Bird's Nest Motel. Bird's Nest, more like Bird's Nest Defenders, right, Chris? Yeah. Located off the International Speedway Boulevard and General Cluster Avenue. Where's General Custody Base? Yo, I don't know. Maybe he'll be in the next too many rapes. All I know is I want to host fucking tours for the Sex Offender Hotel. I want to be like the Willy Wonka Sex Offender Hotel. You should be. You got a good point there, Trace. Based upon us, I couldn't think of a better man for the job. Based on some of the conditions in the home, we're classifying them as suspicious death right now. Clint Chitwood said, who the fuck is Chitwood? That sounds like I want to be Eastwood. He chits on wood. The sheriff said detectives are interviewing his roommate. That would be the first one you would talk to, right? I thought I would talk to. Sex offenders and predators are paid $500 a month for rent. That sounds like a pretty good deal, right, Tris? Yeah, I'll find It's cheaper than what I pay. According to a news journal in 2014. It hasn't gone up since 2014. It's Tuan Tuan, Tris. Uh, the motel went down. by Speedway Motel. Mm. That sounds like a fast establishment, right? Yeah. LLC, which is according uh, to corporate records, is managed by Julie Martin. I say well, they need to question her for killing her, killing her people, right? right yeah. yeah, you bet Julie's a sex offender too. Probably she's yeah. housing them all and paying them for it. She's like, good work, guys. Stay in my motel. Yeah, do you? They uh, run in the train on her, baby. I'll have Driz come over. Drizzle yeah, all she's over too you. old to be. <laughs> you can dress him up in a onesie and drizzle all over the Driz. You got that deal, Driz? Yeah. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe. iTunes. Five size eight. Google Play. <laughs> Oklahoma woman under the influence runs over eleven year old son. Police say, Driz. Yeah. What kind of shit do you have to be under the influence of to run over your 11 year old? Yeah. I mean, that's fucked up. He was only 11. Like, it would have been alright if he was like 12 or 13, but fucking 11? I can see if it was a stepmom, but not a real yeah. mom. You plopped him out, bitch. A woman in uh, Oklahoma was arrested on Friday after she ran over her 11 year old son and then drove off with a toddler while hiring drugs, according to police. Or maybe she shouldn't have named them Speed Bump. The Rogers County Sheriff's Office said Ashley Blizzard, 31, was trying to leave her home with Speed Bump Blizzard near the end of foil when her husband and 11-year-old son attempted to stop her because she appeared to be under the influence. Why, she she's just like a fucking blizzard all the time. She's like, I'm going to blizzard all over you with this Little car. fucking stormy bitch. This husband was smart enough to not be in front of that car. Yeah, what the fuck are the paws on her throat? If I like her cats, she's like, I want them to fucking claw my throat or some shit. Is that what you want to fuck her, Jess? Yeah, I want to come over her paw tattoos on her neck. As the 31-year-old was getting into her vehicle with a 2-year-old, her oldest son tried stopping her by opening the door and grabbing the steering wheel. Well, that's where he went wrong, right? Blizzard still drove off, striking the 11-year-old uh, with the driver's side door, according to arrest reports obtained by Fox 23. Are you working for them now, Abby? Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard you. Were dead. Uh, nah, the impact caused the 11 year old boy to fall to the ground where his hands were then run over. So his hands should have just been dead, not his whole body, right, Jason? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think she fucking hit him out of the car and was like, stay cold. You're now flat hands blizzard. That's what the kids are gonna call you. They're gonna, you're gonna get signed to the football team and you're gonna have a jersey that says flat hands blizzard. The child went to tell the father that the mom ran over his hands. When did he die? He's telling everybody. What happened? Uh, the deputies located Blizzard. They found a 31-year-old inside of her vehicle with the 2-year-old in the front seat with no time of restraint on. 
At least you didn't get him hydras. That's all I'm saying. That's kind of a good mom. All I, I gotta say, man, is Blizzard, she fucking cold. That toddler was also standing on her beard to be a broken meth pipe, according to police report. Peppers. But you don't give a kid a real full meth pipe, right? You give him the broken one. Yeah, that's right. That's a starter yeah. kid, right, Wavy? Yeah, bro. That's I mean, how you got started. That's how I, I know, I got the. <laughs> 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 what was that noise at the end? <laughs> 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 He's all fucked up from his ordeal with John Wells. I love this really dark. He can't be wavy. John Wells. I like the YouTuber. I yeah, love the YouTuber. Like, well, <laughs> He's great. It's kind of silly. Uh, go party goers. Yeah, go to party goers. Party goers. Uh, what else? Judge or three six three? No, I don't know. We just did one like that last week. Uh, I guess Judge Judes. Judge Judes. She's all around. God, she's gonna be yeah, like a millionaire. Thank you, Sam. Million years old. That's what I meant. I said a millionaire. I don't know why. I meant a millionaire. You want to fuck her? Not about the sound oh, though. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Kiss at me. <laughs> What's going on, guys? This is Slim, and I have some celebrity news and gossip for you tonight. YouTuber fills bathtub with Orbeez. Orbeez. <laughs> destroys neighborhood sewage system. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. That's amazing. I, I, they're all coming up out of the I just like, I gotta, let me make sure everyone at home sees this uh, oh, wonderful picture of this kid. <laughs> kind of a great fucking great thing to do. Like, I kind of love it. I kind of love him. You said so the beads were like coming up out of other people's toilets That's and shit? That's amazing. I guess from him putting it in the bathtub, they were coming up out of everyone else's. Like. Po- police have apparently been trying to track down the culprit Ooh. and uh, they only need to look on social media <laughs> of French those silly French those French they're good people they're good peeps they're my French YouTuber landed himself in multi-colored hot water oh. Hot what? <laughs> hot water after a video prank backfired spectacularly uh, Cyrus Schroner posted a series of videos documenting what happens when you fill a bathtub Full of Orbeez, but you don't have an exit strategy. <laughs> he didn't know that you know, happened. The tiny, colorful beads, popular <laughs> among children and click-hungry vloggers, are made of super-absorbent pl- polymers. polymers that suck up the water around them, making them swell <laughs> to dozens of times their original size. Oh, that's cool. So they grow big. Yeah. All right. Big After filling his tub swim. to the brim, Shriner <laughs> shared... His delight as he climbed in amongst the squishy balls. He was playing in them. I think this is the next (laughs) belly porn. Yes, it has to be. But the joy was short-lived after he attempted to dispose of them by simply pulling the plug. Yeah, he should have, like, fucking got him out with, like, a skimmer or something. Yeah, he's a dumbass for deciding, like, I'm just going to let these drain. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. The guy doesn't look... He probably looks like he's in his 20s. It's probably not... Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I probably would have did the same. The beads started flowing back up through his toilet and bathroom sink. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like a horror film thing. Yeah. <laughs> An attempt to flush um, the loo only caused it to spew <laughs> more of the colored matter all over his bathroom floor, <laughs> prompting squeals of terror from the uh, bili- 
lead blogger. That's great. Is that the video of him hilarious. doing it? Oh, my know. God. Yeah, I guess, I guess there's a couple of videos. His uh, attempts to clean it up using a vacuum cleaner <laughs> don't go any better as he applies <laughs> ties with a loud bang and starts smoking. How do we get him as, as a, <laughs> no. an intern? I, I want this guy. Drawing even higher-pitched screams. Oh, my God. I love when, We got to watch some of these videos. I don't know which one to start with, though. Like, I guess the, the middle? Fir- the first? Yeah, I guess you go through them. Voila, Apollo. He's pouring them into like a little wine glass. Oh. He's fancy. Okay, so they grow. We see that. Uh-huh. And he's like, I got an idea. He's filling the bathtub. He's got a thumb up. Water. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he dumps them. I like how he's flicking the cap off and just dumping way more. He's like, I need more orbits. <laughs> like how many bucket. of these fucking things does he have? This is great. And they're all just small, like little containers. Alright, the bathtub is full. I think if you get in there, it's gonna like massage you. Yeah, <laughs> he's swimming he just in came. it. Oh, he's a goof, I love him. <laughs> I love this silly Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> he's. Oh, look at it. Look, how... look at how good it feels. It's like swimming in a pool of fruity pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> They're like spilling out. <laughs> he's so excited. <laughs> this is the best, and that's that's the end of that one. Or oh no. wait, he's something. He's, he's confused. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. This story la saucisse vraiment aidez moi. Bref, mon bail est donc rempli et en fait ça c'est biodégradable. Bref, du coup, je me suis dit ouais bon, je vais juste l'ouvrir ça et ça va s'en aller. Et là, regardez, ça 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 remonte par tous les tuyaux. They've already come we gotta get him on the show. I don't even give a shit if we can't understand it. That's great. There's four videos. There's like fucking. I kind of want to see him like vacuuming them. Is yeah, this one of them? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna clean this up with this vacuum. But they're not wet, so I think that would work. You need a Dyson though. Yeah, they're coming out. Yeah, he's getting them. Oh shit! What? The vacuum just exploded. <laughs> Did he just scream like that? Yeah, he screams like a uh, uh, girl. <laughs> the vacuum is fucked up. Would you fuck him if he squealed like that? Who wouldn't? Would you fuck him over bats of a Orbeez? I'm John Wilkes Booth, baby. You know I would. Close it. Go to the Oh, for Christ's sake. Um. All right, you ha- I had them all open. I'm just so lost right now. Party goers jump to their deaths into pool filled with dry ice Dude. at influencer's <laughs> birthday in shocking video. Who thought? What the fuck? Doing that was a good idea. Like yeah. that shit blows up in a little fucking bottle with water. Like what the fuck? People thought that that was okay to do. Yeah. Uh. Fuck, man. <laughs> a video of the ill-advised stunt shows partygoers obviously jumping to their deaths into the it's poisonous video? pool, what? including the, the Instagrammer's oh. own 32-year-old husband, Valentin 
Shouldn't you like like Holy maybe maybe you shit. should look this up? Like I don't know. Like yeah. fucking, I've I, I've I've handled dry ice oh. before. Like it's it's scary looking as it is, and like, like even if you, your hand if you grab it, it's yeah. Like fucking, uh, I was gonna say, just going back to uh, Judge Judy, I saw a judge show once where like somebody had a birthday party and set up like fireworks and somebody got burned. Like that's already kind of a bad idea, but this is well, the they worst like idea. yeah, they like decided like oh let's swim in this dry ice. Like I don't nobody, know, do a little bit of research. Might not be a bad, that might not be a good idea. Yeah, like, fuck. I don't know, and I feel like like I've never even well, done research well, on it, and I know dry rice. I kind of feel like it's common sense to not. Right, that's what I was just. That's what I was just saying. Like, I feel like that's better than us. Something you just They're like. No, <laughs> they fucking ran the cold. War. Um, three people have been killed. Well, killed. They committed suicide. I would probably in Moscow after dry ice was poured into a swimming pool uh, at a birthday so party. So they got in and somebody was like, let me dump this in to be a wacky Russian party goer. Oh, wait, so were they already in the pool and it somebody... It seems so. Holy fuck. Yeah, Instagram somebody... influ- influencer uh, Yaktarina was celebrating her 29th birthday at an <laughs> indoor <laughs> pool complex when partygoers were repeatedly trying to create a visual effect by pouring 55 pounds of dry oh. ice into the water. First of all, that's a lot of dry ice. But second of all, yeah, like, yeah, yeah just to, to make some steam, they thought that was going to be cool. Now we're getting fucking on uh, Instagram, baby. <laughs> dry ice is frozen car- carbon dioxide, yeah. which is non-toxic and low levels, but because it's a heavier uh, gas, built up amounts in low uh, ventilated areas can dis. Displace the, displace the oxygen with fatal consequences. Wow! So they just oh. like they, they just fucking couldn't breathe. Yeah. <sighs> Holy They're shit! Okay, so they like are so, so no, they are jumping into. Apparently, the video shows them jumping into the pool filled with dry ice. Uh, well, make up your mind, Slim. I don't know. That's what it says now. I don't know. Do you guys want to watch this video? Yeah, I, yeah. Because yeah, I, I really don't have much sympathy for these people. Oh my god, <laughs> Slambo! Oh, I'm just gonna say I don't have anything else. Slambo, you like I'm, I can look away if I need to, but Slambo's gonna. Slam, but you're gonna narrate it for this us for any like, of our audio this listeners. This is like a Witcher. Like he's gonna come yeah. to this. So, so any of our audio listeners, I want you to keep them in mind, and I want you to explain you what Hill is music? going on in the video. Are we gonna yeah, have Benny Hill music? yeah. So Benny Hill music, and you have to really like, because remember, there's people that aren't seeing the video of us watching this that All are right. just listening to the audio version. So you need to convey to them what is happening every moment in this video. All right. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. No. All right. All right. Hold on. I gotta get the music, bitch. Let's see, Benny Hill music. Oh, come on, where the fuck is it? Here we go. It's gonna take a minute because there's gonna have an ad, of course, like it always Let does. Let me make sure the video. Doesn't yeah, have an yeah, ad. I'm, I'm sure it does. Yeah, the only new pack is best ever. Yeah, you see it? It's got a fucking boat on top. <laughs> Napa leather, extra large, 11.6, 21, one to one super outback. Well equipped. That's what she said. All right, wait. Wait, okay. I got one. I got one. I got a G zero. If it's gonna play. Gatorade zero. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. No oh, sugar in that. Zero sugar. Zero sugs, bitch. Twan twan. All right. Uh, are you gonna lower that volume? Oh wait, I got a Nintendo Switch. I got an extra. I got a Nintendo Switch. You don't want to need. You want to. You want to. Yeah, move yours. Okay. That's Zelda, bitch. Oh yeah. What are you playing next? None of your business. Right. John Wilkes Booth? None of your business, baby! I can hey. fuck whoever I want! 
Whatever, farm animals! So, anyway, you gotta Anywhere. get into the narrator. Here we go. Alright, so here's our geniuses filling this pool up with dry ice, which which it's most more people like a hot tub, right? Yeah, I mean they think it's gonna be like a hot tub. Oh, here they come. Here they there's here's Why don't they idiot. take their fucking outfits off? They yeah, they're all wearing these outfits like that's that's, that's outfits. gonna that's gonna protect them from the dry and ice. The goggles, bitch. That's, that these thin outfits are gonna protect them. Oh look, they even Where got goggles on. Are they already dead? Here. Are they leaping yeah, so for their now, lives? now the fog is just filling up the room, and they're all they're all excited. They're ready to go. They're, they got their phones out. Got what their happened? Fucking phones out. Well, I guess they didn't show the rest. Oh, that was a disappointing video. That was disappointing. <laughs> I think they were jumping out of it for their lives. At <laughs> well, the one guy was definitely splashing around, where, but I don't know if he was doing it out of joy or if he was. Uh, I think he me. was probably <laughs> splashing around in pain and <laughs> agony. <laughs> My skin is breaking off. Help me! It's so yeah, what would it do to you? It would, like, because it, like, sticks yeah. to your skin, like yeah, Rob had said earlier. Brittle. Like, yeah. Just read the Judge Judy shit. <laughs> Judge Judy <laughs> stepped away from show what? because of a boiling feud with Ooh. CBS. She's been on fucking CBS for, like, 40 years. <laughs> Judge you Judy just heard it here. Is stepping away from her longtime television show and calling it quits with CBS and TMZ has learned a big reason uh, has to do with a war with the network. Sources familiar with the situation tells Judy and CBS have been feuding for quite some time and it largely has to do with the former head honcho of the network, Les, Les Moonves, <laughs> no longer working there. Oh, she liked to suck a Les new, Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> the new regime he has taken over. Anymore. And we're told they and Judy just haven't been seeing eye to eye on a lot of things she Duh, and Les were square on. Was the good guy. Yeah, she just I'll misses be. the old boss. Fuck yeah. Specifically, we're told Judy was being shut down left and right on possible new shows she developed. Something we're told uh, was uh, she'd been able to do under her latest contract she with them, these? Don't they but just hasn't been realized after movies was ousted in 2018. Yeah, I, I thought so. I guess she pitches them and they have to approve it. So maybe this Mo Moonvies guy, Les, Moonves. was was just like, oh, Judy, you do whatever you want. Do whatever and you then, want. You just yeah. suck my dick and you get that shit done, That's bitch. it. And then the new guy is like, no. Uh, remember, Judy had just struck a monumental deal with them the previous year, selling her Judge Judy library of reported $95 million What? With an end date of 2020 and 2021. 2021. <laughs> she, 2020 or 2021. But she's got she's a fucking, fucking 95 millionaire. Would you fuck yeah. her? Would you fuck her for that? Yeah, baby! I'm also talking to Driz. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really into that old. That kind of Slambo. Like, can, you, can you get Judy? Uh, uh, Slambo was all about that <laughs> a second ago. Well, that was Jumbo's booth. I no, I think. that was Slambo. I don't know. That was she the was real Slambo. Already producing the show, Hot Bench. Ooh. Ooh, would you sit on her hot bench, Slambo? Uh, maybe. I mean, no! I get paid for it? Maybe. What, <laughs> what do you think Hot Brooks. Bench was? Do you think it was just her sitting on a bench? And I like, figured it was her shitting on a, uh, <laughs> like a, a man laying down. Like a man was laying down <laughs> and she was just shitting on his chest. Yeah, or maybe she ties you to the bench laying Ooh, down. Ooh, and then uh, shits in your mouth? Maybe, or pisses on you. Would you it's, do that for $95 million? $95 Would you million. let her? <laughs> 95 million. Mouth? <laughs> Money talks. Would you also <laughs> chew and swallow? 
Uh, you money know, talks. You, you, gotta, you know, if it, the money, the money's right. So apparently, yeah. Hot Bench was just one of several projects that Judy herself was developing, oh. um, including a court drama called Her Honor, which would have been based on her life. So Judy was probably just like pitching so bullshit shows. Yeah, like, or you get nobody to take your honor. Her honor is that what it is? Her you, honor, the life of Jew Judge it. Judy. I'd watch that, right? You Fuck would watch that, would. Slambo. Maybe Slambo would come to that. Fuck, who's he kidding? He's not a maybe. Uh, That's a strong fucking yes. Uh, let's see. It's unclear if that show ever took off. Well, yeah, I think it's break time. Check Slambo's <laughs> pants. We'll see. We'll be back. With more Judge Judy. <laughs> Why are you peeking down at those pants, Slambo? I saw that quick peek. Uh, give me Just about like 20 minutes to mix another cocktail. Barack Obama, and you are listening to the Rob and Slim Show. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-471-0253. 800-471-0253. That's 800 471 this is a Harper Guys production. Do you get sick of the burden of always being the smartest person in the room? Are you tired of wanting to strangle dumbasses throughout your day? Do you see so much stupidity that you have go-to phrases for each type that you see? Have you ever wanted to scream at that idiot to just get out of your way? If you can relate to these feelings, come get some audio therapy from The Harper. The Harper is a common sense podcast and we always get down to brass tacks. So come join Jake and Adam as we get into the topics that we just have to harp about. Come join The Harper where we're making podcasts great again. Listen to us at theharperguys.com. Pip pip, cheerio. Ben, why should anybody listen to Blockbuster Mentality? I mean, seriously, why should any of these people that we've interrupted while they're listening to their favorite podcast check us out or even turn off this show and go straight to our show? That's a great question, Dave. People should listen to us because we point out the most important details of movies and television. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the really important stuff like Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru in Star Wars. What exactly are their living quarters underground? But it's not just that, Ben. We 
produce high quality audio. That is exactly right, Dave, because we will have my daughter interrupt us on every single episode. <laughs> and we have an amazing stars in popcorn rating system we measure on quality and entertainment value. Listen to Blockbuster Mentality every Monday on all major podcast platforms and connect with us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. So grab some popcorn, grab some snacks, we'll catch you guys at the movies. Robert Sucho, we are back with Vivi from the Not Perfect, Just Broke podcast. Hello. Vivi, what's going on? What's going on? Your podcast is for the struggling millennial, correct? Yes. What does the millennial struggle with the most? Being independent, holding a job, dating, coronavirus? Well, what is it? <laughs> it is all of that and in between. But basically, the general gist of my show is basically just making the struggle of the millennial generation humorous. Ah, isn't that just life in general? Everybody's struggle is funny. Everything's funny, even if it's happening to somebody you care about. It can be joked about in different, in a different uh, forum. Well, I definitely agree. It can be seen as um, different generations, but I feel like with the millennial generation, we're dealing with a lot of different things such as career issues, how everyone is going through this midlife crisis on um, 25 years old, <laughs> where they feel like they don't belong in their profession. Now they're trying to be independent, but they realize like there's no pension. Okay. And then it's like, we can't even afford to live. Who fucked up then? Was it, was it the boomers? I, I blame it on the boomers. I'm Gen X. Fuck the boomers. Blame the banks. Oh my God! You're 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 such a grandpa. <laughs> grandpa. <laughs> not yet, not yet. I got I got kids. Not no grandkids yet. What? A, <laughs> how long old do you have to be to be a millennial? Like where does that fall? Like because I think there used to be Generation Y, and then all of a sudden, like fucking thirty year olds are now millennials. Who fucks a millennial? I think it's the it's definitely the late nineteen eighties to nineteen ninety six. So Slam? Uh, see, I don't know, because me and Slambo were both born in 1988, and I feel like we, we, oh, we were very different. 80, yeah, you were 87, yeah. I was 88. That's Generation Y. That's the Y chromosome. That's what I think so, yeah, too. Is Generation Y considered the millennial? It's like the first. Are they, did like they the, start? You guys fucked uh, it up We, for we all were of like us. the first wave, I think, weren't we? Oh. Like... <laughs> so they, it's their fault, right, Vivi? Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> so I got it on Google, and it does say Generation Y is the millennials oh, from okay. the 1980s to the 1990s. Wow, yeah, wow. So be me and Slambo. You guys are... So what about kids now? Like a kid born now? Is that a millennial? No, they're like Generation X or Generation Z. Z, Z yeah. Z. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, so they're, they're going to save us, right? They're going to fix... Are they going to be like the Mad Max people? They're actually going to be worse than the millennials due to the fact that they've been spoiled by um, these current issues. Oh, uh, like what? Like Corona? Virus? Spoiled no, by Corona. corona. <laughs> they've had Corona. They've drank Corona since they were toddlers. <laughs> due to the fact that we were the last generation where we transitioned towards like the computer and social media. We're dealing with the recent generation that was born with all of this. Right. I love so social media, too. Social I can't get off Twitter. Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. That shit is good. Yeah. That's why I don't I don't consider me and Slambo millennials, because, like, we didn't really grow up with that stuff. Like, mm. later in our high school year, we had, like, MySpace, but it was, Ooh. like, later. 
I didn't even ha- I didn't have a laptop until I graduated high school. So oh, you, it was, you had the hard life. Like, you, you, yeah, we you we had yeah, yeah, we yeah. had like maybe if anything we had like AOL Instant Messenger. I, I, I can still remember in middle school when there was no <laughs> smartphones too. <laughs> Same thing. Remember when you used to like have a crush on someone and then you would just like contact them on chat or you would see if they were online. I used to sneak yeah. into the classroom when they were at recess and just, <laughs> just computers. Sh- shove like birds. I, I'd find birds in a nest and I would shove baby birds in, the, in their desk. And that would be how you, <laughs> you, how you showed somebody who loved them. <laughs> that was in the 80s, Vivi. That's how you did it back then. Sorry. That was brutal. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Before the internet, we used dead birds. To no, eat. they were still baby. They were still alive when I, they were in the desk. Oh, okay. That's all oh, I'm saying. This is a baby bird. You don't, oh. I don't know what happened to them afterwards, but. In my grandpa's voice. Back in the day. I shoved baby birds into the, my girlfriend's desk. That's how we met. That's how we had you guys. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> How what what your show though, Vivi? Uh, not perfect, just broke. Could you be perfect and broke, or not perfect and rich? You can't be perfect and broke. Nobody can be perfect. Oh yes, people can be perfect when they have money. Ah, that's all it takes. Oh yes, definitely. So the not perfect, just broke. It has a lot of meanings, but the one specific meaning that I give to people is basically a disclaimer. Because a lot of people, especially in America, they base credibility on how much you're worth. So if they see that you're a high-level, successful professional with a lot of money, anything you say is valid because they see that there's proof. Because I got the so, Benjamins. I got them dead presidents stacked up. I'll make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do? Millennials, they don't have cash. They just use a uh, chip. Uh, yeah. Credit card. <laughs> I make it rain. I'm old school. <laughs> yeah, I just make it rain plastic. Like one plastic. <laughs> one plastic, two plastic, three plastic. <laughs> uh, you do have a great show, though, Vivi. Slim mentioned he, he was checking you out. I, I love it. I love the uh, episode, especially with Akeem from Ron on Cut Podcast. Uh, Testing oh, the Male Ego. That was a great episode. Thank you so much. It was actually my top episode. Cool, cool. Yeah. You guys hit on a lot of stuff. I want to ask too. What is a, a simp? Because Akeem's uh, like beta cuck definition was just what I would think of. So I'm going to tell you what simp. So simp is basically like, from his um, perspective, it's considered a sum a submission submissive man. So basically, someone that takes like all the crap from women, basically the man that's not considered alpha. Okay. I'll give you the abbreviation for it. Okay. So, okay. Can I curse here or do I have to censor it? Let him fly. Okay. So someone sucka idolizing mediocre pussy. So a beta cuck. So maybe Slim, Slim likes it. He's into it, maybe. <laughs> so this isn't a guy who all the bitches want, right? I think, in my opinion, because I want to deal with the simp, because I feel like alpha males, it's like, they actually have fragile masculinity, in my opinion. Do you, uh, you, you, want, you want my number? <laughs> she called it, Aww. Triz. Slim. <laughs> Are you guys dating now? 
<laughs> we got a love connection. I love it. <laughs> so, like simps. So, there's guys that there are there girls that just go for simps. I think you said are there girls for simps or are there like, girl simps? Are, is that like a thing? Like the girls, the girls specifically seek that type of man out. Like hashtag uh, need a simp. They call them sugar daddies. They call them sugar daddies. Sugar daddies is definitely classified as a Ah, yeah, that's that's a weak, that's a weak man, right? Right, John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have John we have a, a very famous studio. historical figure, John Wilkes Booth. BB, <laughs> uh, what's in your favorite? Like, you said the Akeem episode was like your uh, top episode. What has been your favorite so far? I could say my favorite episode was the second one, which is like, why are millennials quitting their job? Because it was basically inspired um, by what I'm currently going through with my Mm. opportunity. What is it? Uh, Like, just not uh, happy with the current job or just always looking for something better or just don't get involved? I'm not content with my job because I'm dealing with bureaucracy and I'm also dealing with like a toxic environment. I thrive and, in tox- um, also toxic. Also, I'm not like satisfied. I feel like yeah. I'm destined for better, but I feel like I need to exercise my skills within a position, and I feel like I'm being limited right now. No, I want to. De- I want to dumb myself down. I want to. I want to thrive in that toxic fucking environment. <laughs> I want to. I want to stir some shit. I want to. I want to get some shit going. <laughs> I, I don't want to do any better. I don't want to do any better. That is true, because I actually want to do, like, a dumbed-down version of what I'm doing, but just basically in a positive environment. Like, let me not do overtime. Let me do an 8 to 2, a 9 to 5, and just be done with it. No overtime, no on-call. That's how it is, and then when I'm done, I don't think about that shit until I'm back the next day. Exactly. What do you do, if you don't mind me asking? Of course. um, I handle the program development for the New York State government. Wow, that sounds pretty important. That sounds prestigious. AF, as the millennials say. It doesn't say prestigious. No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It sounds stately. It sounds like you you got a a title. That's a fucking title. That ain't fucking pushing cards. It's a fucking title. And honestly, I would probably stay in this job just for the freaking title. But everything else, it's like it doesn't match the title. Do you get a badge? So is it just like, like, are you saying that the work is just like, like you're almost saying you're overqualified yeah. for the work. Like or it's just overworked. Like, for, for, oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. It's just like <laughs> you're you're getting coffee for the boss all day. It's like what? Definitely. I end up doing three positions within like <sighs> one hour. That's what I feel about every job, though. They want you to do like everybody else's thing. They want you to do like five yeah, jobs. That's true. And they want you to do more. That's yeah. why. You, that's why you don't overproduce because they're gonna expect that. They're gonna expect more. Mm-hmm. You just. You just skate by. You do. Uh, you just skip by. I need to be an incompetent worker because it's like the incompetent employees in my job. It's like no one bothers them. But yes. then due to the fact I'm competent, it's just like, oh, she's gonna do it either way because that's how she is. Yep. And then can you get five other things done? That's exactly what it is. God damn. Exactly. Your next episode, Vivi, is uh, about podcasting, correct? Yes, everyone has a podcast on March 8th. I was just going to ask when that comes out. And uh, what subjects do you hit on? Because uh, I know uh, 
We've talked to S. Anthony Thomas a few times, and a couple times ago he told us that most podcasts don't make it outside of like 10 episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting, because the last statistics that I saw before I started my podcast, it was actually seven episodes. Seven. Because the thing is, there are people that expect sponsorship within after the first yep. two episodes. We've seen that. We've seen people, yeah, want to want to be like Howard Sternrich after, you know, nine episodes. We've uh, also seen, uh, shit, what was I going to say? But yeah, no, they, they want that. Or um, I just feel too like uh, maybe they feel like they, they realize they don't have anything to say at that point. Yeah. Or, or see how hard it is, like how much work goes into it. Exactly. I think it's all of everything that you just said. Also with podcasting that people tend to undermine, you need to have the personality to podcast. There's no such thing as like, oh, I'm just going to be in the microphone and just rant about my day and then hopefully it'll be interesting. It's like you have to have some type of neurotic, some type of personality that's attractive to possible demographics. Yeah, nobody normal, nobody normal is interesting. And uh, I also feel like you have to feel like, yeah, like you, that as a person and uh, oh, what was the other thing? I can't even think right now. But yeah, no, I, I totally agree. With, totally agree with that. I almost think yeah. it's it, podcasting has become kind of like the the new way to become a rich celebrity, that, right? Or Where to people, like to fit in, like, like, oh, I got a podcast. Like, yeah, or that. Like, But I, I was thinking of it as like being a kid, you're always thinking like, oh, being a celebrity, that's how you get rich. You got to be in a movie. But like, and people think now, like they see certain podcasts where they make, you know, thousands of dollars. Like there are some out there and they're like, oh, so I got to do, I'm going to do that. But like that person has worked for that. that it's taken them years to get there. Person too. Yeah. Or usually 20, an established person. 20,000 followers or yep. they've, they've, they've sold out, you know, shows. They, they do things. They do other things. <laughs> yeah. They're not just well, like I'm they turn the mic on and that's it. I'm going to kind of half disagree with you on that because when it pertains to podcasting, social media following doesn't really match with your podcast following. You can have a lot of people that listen to you and then like not have a lot of people follow you because when people see my following on my Instagram and stuff, they expect like, okay, the people that are following her matches her listeners. It's like, no, it's actually thousands. Now the thing is when it pertains to podcasting, it is a competition, but I also feel like it's an area where everyone can win. It right. actually reminds me of that YouTube increase when, like, there was a few people on YouTube and then the YouTube kind of, like, increased where people became millionaires off of viral videos. And then people started, like, being like, oh, I want to be a YouTuber and stuff like that. Yeah. So what I think is, do I feel like there's any competition when it pertains to me? Nope, because I feel like I can definitely change this space around. Like, I don't know if you um, just saw the overview of the last episode I had when I was speaking to someone who's basically a sex worker advocate. And he's like in Canada, and we spoke about the ramifications, the decriminalization of the sex worker um, industry. Who did you speak to? Was it Crumb? Um, He's from Toronto. I don't know. I, yeah, I know. Crashwell Crumb. Crumb, yeah, Crash I was just going to say, like, our buddy is up there, and we've talked to him uh, two or three times, I want to say. Yep. He's a great guy. Exactly. He has his own thing in Pornhub, being, like, one of the two only podcasting um, Pornhub. So I think that uh, there's ways that people can win, but the number one secret is being consistent in interacting with your audience. You cannot just post something and just expect yeah. or, like, force mm-hmm. people to listen to you. 
I just, uh, I, I, I want to uh, just say too, like I've seen a lot of people just post in the uh, friends on Facebook post like, oh, I, I got these angry emails. Like, shit, I want that angry. Email. Right. I'm, I'm looking for that. I'm looking to piss somebody <laughs> off and get that fucking reaction. And you're never going to forget me. And you're going to listen more. You're going to listen more mm-hmm. to see when I fuck up and when I'm going to offend you. Like, I want that. I was uh, in the early 2000s. I worked in radio and I was told, yeah. Bad publicity is free and good publicity. Like, that's good. I definitely agree. I actually have one episode coming out um, towards the end pertaining to single parenting and the millennial generation. And when I'm telling you, I had like a few DMs of people saying like, you need to show compassion. You need to behave yourself. You need to give disclaimers. And I'm just like, just watch the show and you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Shit. That's great. That's great. What, uh, what were you going to say something? I was just going to say what, what she just said reminded me of uh, one of the angry emails we, we got early on for a fake show that we used to do. Oh. And Rob had wrote this amazing like um, description of the show. Yeah. And he, he dropped the word uh, a retard in there. He the said R retarded. Yeah. And somebody sent him this entire email of how it's wrong to call them retarded. Like how you should never use the R word. <laughs> But it was like a joke show. It wasn't even real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It didn't count. I don't know. People are very hypersensitive. And it's very interesting. That's another subject for another day. But I feel like also with this liberal and millennial generation, everyone's very sensitive to yeah. comedy. It that, can't be really funny. And just going to that with the, the R word, it's like, uh, I remember years ago, I used to listen to Opie Anthony and... Uh, yeah, they were trying to take the N-word away from, like, rappers and all, mm-hmm. but they use it differently. They embraced it. They changed the meaning of it, and I don't think they even, you know, adhered to it, but uh, it was like, yeah, once they take certain words, they're going to go after every Everything, word. And yep. then you saw that. You saw that just mm-hmm. over the years. Like, yeah, no, nothing. You can't say he or she without getting in trouble, man. Yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched a video, too. I'm like, yeah, what was uh, offensive, like, uh, in colleges, in certain colleges? Oh, right. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but some of the stuff was just crazy. Like, asking... Um, an Asian person or something like where their family originated from was racist. Like it was like what? Like that's that's not like I I don't get it. I don't get it. And now you can't say midget and and all sorts of stuff. You can't say anything anymore. So you know what I'm gonna do when someone interviews me for the job and they're like, okay, so what's your desired salary? I'm gonna be like, that's racist. <laughs> right? I want Did more. You say me what I want, but don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the race card on everything, Vivi. Listen, we can throw around and say the Me Too movement. If anything, I'm trying to figure out who touched me or who said hi to me when I was young so I can get some money. Or why didn't they? Why didn't they? If they didn't, you get up in their face and you say, why didn't you? I, I, I need that money right now. Like, fuck. People are in their nursing home, 76 years old, talking about something that happened when they're 12. I need to figure out who the hell said hi to me when I was two so I can get my money. Nobody uh, fingered me in the woods. <laughs> I tried to pick somebody for you. Sylvester Stallone, he's, oh, he's done some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, yeah, too bad we're too late to that uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, right. oh, shit. He... Did Matt Lock say hi to me in 1995? That's what I need to know. <laughs> I can get my money. I met, I did meet, uh, 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 who's that guy? Who's the guy that had the late night show? Uh, not Leno, the David other guy. Letterman? The, Letterman. I met Letterman in, in the Taco Bell and he shook my hand. 
Ooh. Maybe I could say he squeezed a little hard. And yeah, I think so. Kind of hurts. I think he he did the Michael Jackson rub underneath oh, the. Oh right, yeah. He, he, <laughs> maybe he twiddled my palm. <laughs> I'm literally waiting for South Park for their parody on this. <laughs> I've heard they've even come under attack lately. People are complaining about, about the South Park. They're all bent out of shape. Like when you're complaining about South Park, I don't know. I don't know. We're done as a society. <laughs> Oh, uh, god damn. Vivi, uh, what do you do? What do you do for fun? Um, well, besides make people laugh, I like to do nerdy stuff, play video games, um do gardening, work out and cook. So it's like I'm half domesticated, half nerdy. Ah, uh, but you're still doing what you want to do. What 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 do you game on? What you get your game on? Like violent stuff, um like Attack on Titan games. Um, what's the one that I did? Darkness. Uh, Assassin's Creed. I love the Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Yeah. Awesome. God, God of War is one of my favorites. God films. of Wars, yeah. What do you, what uh, console? I have an Xbox and also a PS3 or 2. I forgot. Ooh. It it's probably... the one where I thought you had to shift it open. I, I just got the PS4. It's like, it's, it's life changing. It's so good. So good. I need to get back on Sims, though. That's, like, something I've been thinking about for years. But I feel like if I get back on Sims, I'm never going to come out. That's the way I felt. Like, yeah, I never rocked out with the Sims because I feel like that's going to consume me. And that's going to be my real life. I don't know. Like, yo, I used to have fun. Like, people, like they used to be, like, soap operas. People used to fight. I used to attention to, like, I didn't want the house and set it on fire. Like, <laughs> good time, good time. When I had control of my life. Can you, can you kill your sim husband or wife or whatever floats yep, your boat? I had a whole soul popper. What's that? I had a whole soul popper um, going on where it's like the Mortimer family <laughs> got him to marry like a poor person and then like made him marry like someone's grandma and then like they like got into depression and they got into like low income housing and then we burnt that down and then I used the cheat code. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be on some craziness. <laughs> I never rocked. Did you ever rock The Sims? Uh, I did when I was younger, a little bit. And it was the same thing. You were just yeah. trying to cause problems. Like, you wanted the house to catch on fire, like <laughs> Vivi said. Oh like, God. that's all you want to do in that game. My like, you're not succeeding did. unless somebody dies. <laughs> what were you saying, Slam? My sister was obsessed with that game. Obsessed like, with The Sims? But she made the most boring characters, the oh. most boring family. She, like, made a happy family. Yeah. But then they would always, like, die from stupid shit, like they'd electrocute themselves. <laughs> the fucking house would burn down spontaneously. <laughs> so either way, the house is burning. <laughs> I've learned the house well, is burning. Have you ever had, like, a sim die? Like, you go to the bathroom or you go out and then come to find out the baby died out of something or, like, you left it on and it went on that flash forward thing? I left it in dry ice. I thought it was going to be okay. <laughs> this is like back in the day. I would leave like my um, PC on and just go about my day and then forget like to save it and then come to find out someone died. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't restart it. Oh, do you have to have like a funeral? Huh? Do they have like Sims funerals? They show them like going to heaven or something. Like, <laughs> oh wait, yeah, the, yeah, the, <laughs> the ghost. See, I another one. I had gigapets. I had a little Yoda ah, gigapet. That's what I had. I have one of those. Yeah, 
right. Some Tamagotchis. We can all connect off of Tamagotchis. <laughs> Vivi, I, I, the one video I watched um, of your show looked like you were drinking. What do you uh, What do you drink during your show? Well, a majority of times I drink, like, water and now for, like, collaborations. I like to be a little bit alert, so it varies. I can be drinking tea or um, apple juice or, like, a mixed drink with rum. Okay. See, whatever show episode I watched, it looked like an alcohol beverage you were drinking because I saw a bottle in the background, and then uh, you and the other person you were interviewed definitely both had, like, a glass of... Uh, it could have been apple juice. <laughs> so, <laughs> apple juice. Apple juice. That was, uh, like, a, a mimosa. Okay. Some champagne and some orange juice, Tropicana. Nice. Yes, but I definitely turned the bottle on the back because they're not sponsoring me. So I was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to give you that. <laughs> so you just turn it around. <laughs> yeah, you ain't giving me that money. You ain't getting your, 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 your beer show and your, your liquor. You're not giving me the Robin Flynn money, so no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Rob was making fun of me earlier because I spent 20 minutes mixing a cocktail for Slambo because uh, I'm very particular with my cocktails. You know, I got the, the mixing glass and the stirring spoon and, like you know, he's, everything. He's, so he's <laughs> shredding citrus. I'm shredding citrus. Peels. It's, 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 it's riveting, Vivi. <laughs> Vivi, uh, thank you so much for talking to us. It's been a blast. Uh, where can everybody find you in your show? You can find me on... Um, Podcast, I'm um, not podcast, excuse me, Buzzsprout, Spotify, iTunes, and all the sites that um, hold podcasts. Now, if you don't have time to listen to it, you can definitely watch me on YouTube at Not Perfect Just Broke. What if you're a simp? How can they find you? My, my simp is not here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks for talking to us, Vivi. All right, no problem. Bye. Have a good one. Have a good one. We'll be back with Kelly Williams Bowler. And uh, who's taking us to break? John Wilkes Booth. We're going on break now. We're going to have sex with everything. I'm John Wilkes Booth, baby. This this, this is Hollywood actor Steve Coulter. And I'm appearing with the delightful scumbags, uh, Robin Slim. Rob's the old one. Is Rob the old one? Yes. Yes. Rob is the old one. <laughs> it's like 75. How did you meet the boys? Did you just go by a school one day? I was, I was, at, the, I was at the bus stop. <laughs> we, we all met when me and Slambo were in seventh grade. I had a lot of candy, Steve. He had Pokemon cards. He, he, he learned us in. Did you have a puppy? Oh, I have a quick story. The box said three, three puppies, <laughs> but my dick was inside. Get ready. <laughs> Gearing up. Do a little stand-up, John Wilkes. <laughs> JWB. JWB, Bit Wilkes Booth, baby, that's who I am. <laughs> you killed tonight's TMR, JWB. Yeah, you. Oh, there we go. Cool. Thank God. Robin Slushow. Hi, this is Kelly. Kelly Williams Buller, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, from Akron, Ohio, correct? That's right, Akron, Ohio. It's been at least a year since we've last spoken. What have you been up to in that time, Kelly? Yes. Oh my gosh, so much has been going on since then. Um, you know, I 
I don't know. Should, how should I start off? Should well, I start off, you know, giving people an update? Maybe yeah. people don't know. I was just going to say, yeah, this, uh, for our listeners uh, not familiar with the story, you were sentenced to prison in 2011 for uh, you use your father's address of, uh, to get your daughters in a better school, correct? But you were staying with him and... Uh, you, the place, you, I, yeah. I, if I remember and correctly, you said he, where you were living, uh, you, you had uh, somebody that broke in. Right. That's totally correct. Everything you just said was totally correct. And um, I remember, you know, of course, I was found out. And so I had, you know, removed them from the school. And almost 18 months later, me and my father received indictments. And so that's when the process began and you know you know i went to jail he went to jail um oh, he died in jail yes. he never came home I do remember. and it was just you know it was just a very hard time and we went through a depression you know i definitely suffered depression um and then you know i just started you know um telling my story people were uh contacting me and they wanted me to you know start um you know expressing this and telling my story and and so that's what, so, you know, as far as like recently or the past couple of years, I've been, um, you know, going to churches, communities, uh, you know, fun, different uh, functions, conferences, uh, organiz- different organizations, uh, colleges, and just speaking and telling my story, telling what happened. And, you know, for people that are, uh, that do suffer depression, um, normally it's from something traumatic. And I honestly believe that not to say that we are all meant to tell our stories, but I'm going to tell you something. Since I have been able to communicate and tell my stories with people, I totally feel therapeutic, um, you know, some kind of healing through that. And not only me, it's, it does a service. You understand, like, it does a service not just to me, but to the mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah. To understand that we all go through trials and tribulations, which I don't say trials and tribulations anymore. I don't like to say that. What I honestly like to say is that I like to use the word um, testimony, you know, versus trials and tribulations. Because uh, I just think testimony sounds a little bit more lighter, more better. Um, and so I like to say that a lot. And I honestly believe that it helps on so many levels. And, and so I always tell people, you know, when you're going through something, uh, it's a learning process, and I mean, believe me, I felt like an ant in a great big world where so much stuff was going on. People, you know, I was, it was just, and then in recent months, you had the actresses out there in California. I was going to ask you about that. My, mm-hmm. I was going to ask ahead. how you felt about the college admission scandal with, what was it, Lori Loughlin and Felicity Huffman? Yes, and so... That was interesting in itself because when it first happened, um, Time Magazine had called me, one of the uh, writers, and I was on the phone with her while uh, the first one was uh, in court. And she was just telling me everything, you know, every moment she was telling me exactly what was going on and that that they were just going to let her um, go home, maybe, you know, do some kind of community service or something like that. But the prosecutors were saying, well, in the case of, Kelly Williams Bolar from Akron, Ohio, we must do something more than just that. So they referred to you in that case. I'm sorry. They referred they referred to you in in that case? Yes, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. 
Wow. Because I, I saw it brought up in tweets and all that. I didn't know it was actually like brought up in in the court. It absolutely, it, I'm telling you, it was amazing. I couldn't believe it. Wow. Um, but then, you know, I thought, okay, so, you know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, or I would never judge these women, th- th- those ladies, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, many, many people came to me and, and wanted to know uh, my thoughts, you know, on that. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you know, not just because they did that with as far as education, but it's just, you know, it's just hard to, it's just hard to always, you know, point the finger at someone. And, you know, old folks always said, you you point one finger at somebody else and three fingers are pointing back at you. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so it's like, it's not always, you know, you just listen. I, I think a lot of times you just listen yeah. and you observe and, and that's the best thing to do. Yeah. You know, and just know that that point is interesting, what happened with them. I was going to ask you too. Almost ten years after your uh, your incident, have uh, have they things gotten better uh, or worse or uh, about the same for you? As far as edu- uh, for me personally, um, my life, um, you know, I, I think I'm I think I'm I think I'm okay. I think you know I'm average. I'm I'm doing pretty good. You know, I have my moments, but I think I'm doing uh, uh, exceptionally well. Um, and again, you know, like I said, I, I have things coming up, you know, and, and if people want to contact um, through your podcast, you know, if they think that they may want me to come and tell my story at their organization or the youth or whatever, then, you know, I would be obliged to do so because I really, truly feel that you must tell your story no matter what it is. Um, may, you may not be ready to, you know, it may be years from now. But at one point, I think that it's good because it's therapeutic for you and it's therapeutic for the listener. It helps to heal and it begins the healing process. So now I'm traveling. Uh, let's see. I think I go to D.C. in three weeks and then I go to Chicago from there. Then I go to Arizona, then then to St. Lucia, uh, Florida. Uh, wow. That's a full yeah, schedule. And, yes, it is. And then St. Petersburg. So, um and I'm sure I may be missing somebody, but right now that's what I'm doing. So, cool. you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting, it's fun. Um, most of the organizations are people, who, you know, grassroots, they're just trying to get their, their life, you know, their, their organization up. But they, they contacted me and they uh, they feel a need. They feel a need for me to tell my story. We are in, you know, two, that was in 2011. Uh, and, and that lets you know how important education is because we are now in 2020. And it's still very relevant. That's what I was going to ask relevant. too. Do you feel like that's that's improved or, or stayed the same or gotten worse? Education. Education. Sometimes I'm oh boy. I wonder. You know, because I mean, you know, you know, it just you hear things across the country. Something happens in in California versus you know New York and versus you know Midwest or whatever, and it's always it's always something going on. Um, I think that. I think that it would be great in some areas. You know, back in the day, we had little churches. Everybody went to church, kind of like Little House in the Prairie. Everybody's <laughs> education was all through church, you know. And it, it almost makes you, but you know, it almost makes you wonder why not put it back there, you know? Because right now, it's so facilitated. It's so it's nothing but a business. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a business, and with being that it's a business, it just makes it seem like, hmm, 
I don't know. Put the fear of God in them. <laughs> Put the fear of God in them. That's right. You know, because I also work at a high school. I work with students with behaviors. I work with kids with behaviors who have uh, behavior uh, issues. And that's interesting as well. That is. Um, what, what is something yeah. you could do in, in, in a child's life? Even the smallest thing, what's something that you feel you could do to make that child have a better time or, or a better experience in school? Um, honestly, there's many, many things you can do. I think you have to break down their barriers. Many kids, you know, are, they're coming to school with so much stuff that they have to endure. You know, maybe they're an officer. Maybe they're living with their grandparents. Maybe their parents are on, you know, major, um, some kind of major drugs or something. So you don't never know what the socioeconomic background of these kids are. So you have to just get to learn them. You have to build your, their, your trust. Um, so they can so they can trust you. You know, I think that's very important for them to build trust, um, and that they know that you know maybe they can confide in you, and that they won't that they know that you won't just go run and tell everything. You know, because I think um, I think that's really important. You know, that's good. Yeah, really I, really even important. as a, a father, like sometimes even talking to my kids, it's like pulling teeth, getting. Get them to just talk to me. Like I'll be like, "I love you," and they'll be like, "Okay." Yeah, <laughs> it's like absolutely. Wow, show me, show me the emotion I showed you, dude. <laughs> These kids are something else. These kids are something else. They, they, a lot of times with with now, if it's a girl, like, do you have daughters? No, just sons. Just sons. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, well, you know how that goes with boys. They so. <laughs> They don't I mean, want. They don't. They don't. They want to act like they're little men. You know? uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was talking earlier too at the beginning of the show. Uh, my my sons, uh, my older two are twelve and thirteen, uh, and they feel like they're professional wrestlers. And <laughs> and one of them did uh, something called a spine buster to the other one and broke his collarbone. Like they're just. Oh no! They, they are. They're like little, little warriors. Like the, the best part of the story is that the kid that broke the kid's collarbone was like, I did the move wrong. Oh yeah. <laughs> I did the spine buster, but I did it wrong. Like, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> I slipped. I don't know. Yeah. No. It wasn't the fact there wasn't a ring or anything, and I did it on concrete. I didn't just... have the proper training, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my well, finger you know, was just in the wrong spot. Like, <laughs> my God, that that is something, and 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 not to you know that is hilarious. But I have to say something. It, that just brings me back to when. <laughs> and I'm, this is this one might take you for a loop. I was when I was married, my ex husband he was a he was a great uh, wrestler, and I remember one day, and this is you know I, I really I probably shouldn't even be this might be too much information. I remember um, you know he got upset because I was on the phone. He was very very he was just different but anyway he got upset because I was on the telephone. It was Saturday morning. I was just having a great time, and I guess. He wanted me to be off the phone on a Saturday morning. Wow. And so next thing you know, he started fighting. He started like, you know, like, you know, grabbing me and just being really, you know, crazy and, and mean and stuff. And, and it's just funny you said that because um, he did some kind of, I didn't know what it was because, you know, I, I, I never even watched wrestling. And, and to come to find out later on, he had told me that it was some kind of crazy move <laughs> that they do in wrestling. I'm like, well, why would you do that to me? Right. You know, and so. Yeah, absolutely. And just because yeah. you were on the phone, he didn't just didn't, just, didn't want just, you on the phone. 
Yep, he was mad. He was jealous because I was on the telephone with my best friend who I had grown up with. Um, it was, you know, so yeah, you know, and I don't mind, you know, I don't mind disclosing certain things because I feel that, um, I feel it's okay because I, I, you know, I'm not the only person out there that, that has been through, um, things and I, I, like I said, I always feel, I always tell certain things. I, honestly, in all honesty, I, I don't think I've ever told anyone that, especially on the radio station, but, yeah. It's okay because you don't never know who's listening, and at that moment it could it could help someone else. That's you know, the thing so. too. Yeah, I mean, me and my ex-wife are are really good friends now. We've worked on that over the past year, but yeah, no, our marriage was was rough. It was uh, yeah. definitely definitely some, some things from both of us too. That's the other thing. Like you do realize as you get older. Like yeah, no, I was not perfect. Mm. <laughs> uh Absolutely. <laughs> oh. I really, I, I really feel honored. I really thank you guys for letting me on tonight and talking. Um, that right there, this it just, I'm just very humble. I really appreciate it. No problem, no problem. I appreciate you coming on, Kelly. Absolutely. Thank you. What I I didn't know uh, you said you worked with um uh, schools now, correct? Because uh, I remember originally, I think the um, judge sentenced that you you couldn't work in education correct right right well she was yeah she was trying to but of course the, the governor got involved because he was like you can't send every mom to jail for district jumping like that wouldn't even be logical so right. he yes. gave me a second chance but, okay. and at the time that was uh, uh, uh ohio's governor john Kasich. i'll never forget him um he did he he really truly gave me a second chance in life um second opportunity and I really appreciate him for that. And so, you know, I was able to keep my position yeah. at the high school I work at. Okay. And I will be forever grateful to that governor. That speaks volumes for a politician just to step in like that and make that kind of a, oh, absolutely. a decision and that kind of a judgment. Absolutely. Wow. And his wife, actually it was his wife, his wife, uh, I guess some kind of way she saw it on the news or whatever. And she told him, she said, you have to do something about that. That's no way that that mom should be going to jail with yeah. or or you know having a felony for the rest of her life. Yeah, it was, it was such an extreme like yeah judgment for just something that's yeah no maybe maybe in your eyes it's not right but it does it warrant that like not not at all not at all no not at all not at all um, of the know, crimes that. Anybody. Uh, of the crimes oh. that a person can commit. Yes, like, that's, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, people, people murder people. Right, yeah. all the Sometimes. things that people can have, the things yeah. can happen, and then they want to, you know, that that didn't just didn't fly with many people, you know, yeah. not just with you know, it, it, it was horrible. Yeah, no, you were just looking out for your children. Yeah, no, anybody would do that yep. in, in that position. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, oh. and just like you, you mentioned earlier, you just that your father and what was it when your father was in prison did he not get the attention uh medically that he needed when he passed um yeah we don't think that he did of course it was not disclosed everything and of course you know when a situation like that you don't get all the information yeah you know so yeah. i don't so we we don't really know everything all the details and i don't know yeah but i, I do know that uh we try and we and luckily we were able to bring his body home so he didn't have to like he had never been to jail before um yeah. you know before that so we were talking and, i don't know um if you know the actor um his name is escalante lundy yeah. and uh we talked to him last week and he's got a 
he's got a film and a documentary coming out uh, called The Cry for Help, and it's just about being a, uh, being a black person in the United States and how the, the judicial system can work against you. And yeah, he just mentioned that. Yeah, you, you, if you go to jail, it affects your family, it affects your kids, your grandkids. It, it, it can just cause a spiral that, that causes so many things. So many different things, you know, and what do you do? You know, I, oh my gosh, I know when I was in there, I was, I was so, I just kept reading the Psalms. I had certain Psalms that I would read like 23rd, 91, I think it was 27. And I, I stayed on those. Um, I, you know, of course I was at the county. They didn't send me to the penitentiary. Um, and thank goodness they didn't. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, still, if I had, I had, when I came out, um, of course I was on probation for two years and, you know, I, I was on I was on probation for like two years or three. Was it three? It's been it's been so long now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was difficult. Very very difficult. I can imagine. How, how long were you in in prison for? Um, I was sentenced to just ten days in the county. But let me tell you something. If you never ever 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 been to jail, and I was like thirty nine, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, that's traumatic. I've been in for a day, and it was it was like it felt like a month. It it felt like a, a long time. It was it was rough. It was rough. Just a stupid day. Oh man! <laughs> a stupid day. A stupid day, and yeah, waiting for right, everything right. to be processed. Like I knew I was getting bailed out and all that, but I was just there, and I was dealing with like yeah, no, some dude staring at me angrily for my English muffin at breakfast. Like yeah, no, like. It was it was stupid. It was stupid and it sucked. It sucked <laughs> for the day. I wouldn't wish uh, that on anybody. No, no. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you something. Um, it's so funny when I got ready to go to jail. I don't know if you remember this footage. I don't know if you saw the footage or not. I was screaming, I like literally that. screaming. Yes. And and um, literally not even. Six months later, uh, you ever you, you ever heard of um, Tyler Perry? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a movie. He did a, a movie, and it was something called Medea Goes to Jail. If you watch that scene, oh, no. I'm trying to tell you, he took what happened to my my horrible moment and he oh. used it for his thing. Oh I'm, no! I'm oh, telling man. you. You should sue him. Like, if there's actual footage of you (laughs) doing that before he created the movie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he he owes you. (laughs) He owes you. You know, people love that he went off to jail screaming and kicking. And I'm looking like, wait a minute, I just did that six months ago and it was real. He saw that and he was like, that's the way to pull it off. That's the way to pull off believability. (laughs) Right. Oh my god! I, I was so I was livid. I was like, I just can't believe he just did that. <laughs> god damn it! God damn Tyler Perry! <laughs> he got millions and millions and millions for it. Okay, I'm still a hundred thousand dollars in the hole from college. <laughs> I want some residuals, Tyler. Tyler, come on! <laughs> Man, oh my gosh! I was just like, you know, but. Yeah, so I mean, it's just been a, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, an experience. Everything that I've ever done since then has been unprecedented. Like it's untreaded territory. It's like I'm always receiving opportunities, and I just honestly believe that, you know, when you go through things and you let God handle it, 
or whoever your divine, whatever divine order that you believe in. Okay, I honestly believe if you let that, if you let him uh, work through you, then you don't know where you're going to go in life. You just don't know, but you have to be open and willing to be a service because anytime you give service to anything or anyone, um, it, it it comes back to you positive, you know, in, in forces that we don't even understand. But we have to uh, be open. You know, you know, I can I could have shut down. And I could have been like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to yeah. talk to anyone. I'm just going to go over here in my little hole and suck my thumb and cry in a fetal position. And 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 and, and then you have to end it somewhere. You know, I could have done that easily. Yeah. yeah, I felt it. I felt. I honestly felt that on many many days. Like I replayed so many different scenarios on so many. I have never replayed. I haven't replayed my relationships. I haven't replayed my relationship with my ex-husband. I haven't replayed anything as much as I replayed those moments that. at that time in my life. And so, and like I said, so being that that did happen to me, I feel that I, I, I remember. I remember when it was. It hadn't even. It hadn't even. Um, it hadn't even come to its peak yet. Okay, but I just remember falling on my knees literally because it, it, to go it, to go and receive felonies and be, you know, and, 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 and go to jail and just, and the whole entire country knew about this situation. Matter of fact, it was global um, yeah. because people from UK and, 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 uh, and Australia and the different places were calling me and, and asked me and wanting to communicate with me about it. So my thing is when and you feel like you're just this tiny little thing and, and then you hear so many mean people that say so many mean things about you know me or my kids and they don't even know me ah, like i was yes. reading comments you know and that's the last thing you should ever that's do the worst thing you should do yes um uh, <laughs> just talking on uh something that happened in my family a year or so ago yeah i remember my mom was like reading comments on the thing that happened and it was like don't do that like don't yeah right. you can't do that because it, uh, it was some of the meanest people they yes. didn't you know they didn't know me from adam and and yes. boy, they already had me. They already had me handpicked. They already knew everything about my whole entire life, and they didn't. But but they just off this one moment in my life, they just took that and they took that and they ran with it, and they just did some of the meanest things. I mean, the yeah. meanest things. And then you got people bickering, going back and forth. You got people that that are defending me, which was beautiful. But then now their blood pressure's to the ceiling. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anybody you know? in that position is gonna. <laughs> yeah, you, you back uh, dog in the corner. He's gonna bite you. Yep. <laughs> you know. You know. So it, it. So it's ugly. But like I say, I, I can't. I totally cannot um, express to your listeners. Um. To, even if you don't want to right away, start journaling, start writing mm. things down. I'm telling you how therapeutic that is. I would have never, I was never a, a writer or, or a person that uh, journaled or, or, or jot down anything. I used to do those little doodles, what is it, I used to doodle, you know, where you just draw little circles or, or little flowers or stuff like that. That would be that would be my passive if I was going to do anything on paper, you know, yeah. you know, as being a grown adult. I never would journal. But I began journaling, and I was like, "This is great." This is I ended up journaling so much. I made my autobiography. I made a book, and I had that on display. And I, I, taking it down, I think it, it used to be on um, Amazon. But um, I need to do some different things to it now so I can update people. But um, but I'm telling you, I never. I mean, I was just a mom 
from Ohio, uh, working as a teacher assistant uh, in Akron, and and to know that I actually have a book. That's amazing. That's Kelly. big. Kelly, we you have know, to wrap this up. Yeah. Yes, we have to wrap this up. And it is, it's been a, an amazing time talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. And please, call me back next time. Call yeah. me back. I would love to come back. We'll definitely have you back. Where can everybody find you? Okay. They can they can email me. That's my whole full name. It's Kelly Williams Bullard at gmail.com. And that's Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S, Bolar B-O-L-A-R, at gmail.com. Don't ask me why I did that, but I did it. So, it's Kelly Williams Fuller at gmail.com. They can they can find me on Facebook, Instant Messenger, Twitter, Kelly W. Bolar on Twitter. So yeah, you know, hey, look me up. Just, just have a conversation with me. Even if you just want to call to talk about something, I will not disclose it. I won't tell a song. But if you got something that you want to talk to me about that that's been on your heart and weighing on you and is and is and is making you feel like you think you just want to explode you can always confide in me just send me a letter awesome thank you kelly <laughs> all right take care thanks thanks thank you no, have a good one bye-bye y'all bye-bye bye so cool we'll be back awesome. with brant tobler amazing all right uh, let's see here music i'm just see if i can make a cocktail in five minutes <laughs> this is the Slambagini himself, baby! And if you're a listener of the Robin Slim Show, then I'm sure you're a fan of Sauces Matisse. We open lots of our best shows with his songs. But don't wait to hear his music's just on our show, baby. Go to SoySauceSound.com and listen all the time. With 10 albums for free or of little charge. With the option of purchasing for a donation. Almost 100 songs so far. New music is constantly dropping. You'd have to be a real piece of shit not to. He has killer tracks like Only Sometimes. Sometimes do a My music doesn't make a lot of moolah sense Cause I'm a dash of Adam Driver makes a coupon set Match a dapper to dash it, but I'm foobar mess Give me a beat, give me a pen and a pattern, then who got next? Me, you got teeth coming after you like you was a nest And never deceive when I'm rapping, I'ma do it for next I cannot believe what some veterans would do for a check Because I'm a beast and I'm better, but I'm goofy as that Nerd Punk What's my pitch to be an internet sensation? I call these godly marketers six internet sensation Cause it's data and it's dedicated, intricate and patient But with every waking day I strain to pick up with the patience Every time I'm feeling like the slightest into doubt I just keep on fucking writing so my light don't fizzle out And expectations Expectations. You go to work after ain't nobody heard that and ain't nobody yearned for you rapping any words. That it worry because you're sure that a rapper spinning verses as perfect as you have is deserving of a sure pass. Sure, yeah. Oh. It's the entitlement and attitude. Like everybody gotta pat you on the back, but alas, you're a hack and you're whack, so you have to lower your expectations. So what are you waiting for, baby? Go to SoySauceSound.com and start listening today. Yeah. What is that? Pink. That is a cherry Negroni. Oh, no, that sounds racist. What's that? <laughs> cherry Negroni. You know you. Uh, Negroni. <laughs> Said a sweet vermouth. I used uh, a cherry liqueur. Yes. Robinson Show. Yo, this is Brant. Yo, Brant Tobler, comedian, author, and actor in Denver, Colorado, correct? 
That is all correct. Cool, cool. How long have you been doing stand-up for, Brant? Because you are amazing. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. I've been doing it about 15 years. Wow, wow. How long did it take to become established? Oh, I don't, I'm still trying, man. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's an up and down grind every day. So I'm, like tonight I'm opening for Tom Segura, sold out show, but then, you know, the night before I was at a crappy bar show and, and I ate it. So it's, wow. a, it's a lot of ups and downs, but wow. it's a pretty cool job. Cool, cool. What did I want to ask too over those years? What's the craziest thing you've seen go down performing? Oh man, I've had people throw drinks at me and <laughs> I've had people try to fight me, throw drinks at me. One time I had my beer sitting up on the stage. I, I started in Vegas, so we had a lot of crazy shows. But I, I had a beer just sitting like at my feet and this lady came up and just picked up the beer and then I don't know if she really farted in it or pretend like she farted in it. <laughs> and then just said set it back down and just kept walking like it was nothing so that was that was pretty crazy but uh in vegas it just a lot of we we do these rundown bars that just would take comedy so wow and we'd have them until somebody got shot or stabbed and then we'd go to a different bar <laughs> god damn you can't top that you can't top a stabbing or a shooting in the alley bro yeah no it's uh it's been a wild journey, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, for every every time something really good happens, and you can the comedy gods kind of even it out, and then something really crappy happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. I I just uh your your whole I almost killed my father fucking bit was just oh. one of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites. I want to ask: Did you ever oh, get thanks. to be? Thank thank you for for telling that story. Have you ever gotten to uh to do any pirating? in vegas no i never i never made it to a pirate i uh i didn't that's i was such a naive dumb idiot when i moved there i, I thought you could just get one of those jobs and uh right it didn't happen you, I, you had to be a good looking muscular good swimmer all the stuff a pirate needs to be so so it's so, not hire me so, so you did apply for one and get the i guess the oh, interview yeah. and you, they were just like you are pirate enough you're not pirate material yeah. brand <laughs> yeah they, they they quickly informed us like that pirates are beautiful people and we we uh we never stood a chance so. like were you depressed for at least a week after that like <laughs> yeah i mean I still, I still am i think the only thing being better than a comedian would be being a pirate yeah so, i, I would I would have liked to try it for at least a week or two. <laughs> at least, at least give you that, that week. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Goddamn. And I, I also want to ask, uh, as a runner, as a runner, just for nobody that knows, as, as a runner in Vegas, you, you ran around with like $100,000 on a daily yeah. basis, right? Just betting, just betting. Yeah, so I, was, so I would always have at least 100000 with me sometimes in cash but a lot of times just in chips and uh like winning tickets but i always had at least forty, fifty thousand dollars cash in my pocket so that's uh that gives you a different kind of confidence that um confidence. probably helps help me later in life with comedy and women and stuff because there's nothing like pulling out a wad of 
you know, $10,000, it changes the whole dynamic of the room real quick. I think Especially I have when six. you look like a young kid, everybody's like, wait, yeah. who, who's this guy? What's, what's going on? So. I think I got $6 in my pocket right, <laughs> right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? what what's... Yeah, those, those days are gone. I miss having all that money. Trust me, as a comedian, I, I think I, had, I think I got $4 with me. So you're, you're, you're winning. When, oh, when I was listening to you tell that, that story of carrying all that money, in my mind, I'm just picturing this cartoon of just you holding like both hands out with like a mountain of money in them and just running no just a pyramid of just cash just like going back and forth yeah i'm always worried i dropped the dollar i'm like i'm looking behind me i'm like i didn't drop that dollar did i like <laughs> i can't yeah, imagine that dude that's why i never i didn't like having chips because chips could like fall out but uh you know, back uh, I, I wore cargo shorts. Cargo shorts were the key because you could keep a lot of money in cargo shorts. Did you have so, to have them all in your pockets? You couldn't have a briefcase. No, I didn't. I kept everything on me. It was so if you were going to get it, a bag know, with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I could have handcuffed like a briefcase to my to my side. But did, did you have I like a? You have a dress shirt with pockets just in case you ran out of room on the cargo shorts. You can put some <laughs> cash in the uh, dress shirt pockets. Or like an apron. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I never had that. I mean, it's, it's crazy how much money will fit in a in the cargo pocket. The car. I think the most I ever had was probably 250000 but it's just all wadded yeah. up in, you know, wads of like 10000 in rubber bands. Were you ever, like, worried about getting, like, held up or robbed? You know, I got robbed at my house one time. A uh, guy came in with a shotgun, but it was my roommate set me up. I wasn't really worried when I was on the strip because there's so many cameras. And since I knew what I was doing every day, I was there every single day. So I knew like the valet people and I knew I always just kept it moving. There was a couple of times where I could feel people like sizing me up. But by the time they were concocting a plan, I was two casinos away. So the people that robbed me were just my father and then my roommates, uh, Roommate set me up, and a guy came in with a shotgun and put it in my face and uh, and robbed me in my house. So well, I want my last. This sounds last like an, there. It, it sounds like an amazing heist movie, though. I want to like know like what what did you how did your roommate set you up? Yeah, they they probably well he, you know he just to be honest I, I didn't I wasn't really thinking about I mean it happened at like Tuesday on like a Tuesday at like two o'clock in the afternoon and there was a knock on the door and. You know, I'm from Wyoming, like small town Wyoming, so I would just like come in because I didn't think anybody was going to rob me in the middle of the day. And uh, this little Mexican gangster dude with a all tatted up came in with a shotgun, and then uh, then it got pretty scary. Wow. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't kill me, but he he made me move. He, he he put the gun in my back and took me into this room, and my roommate was in there, fake crying, like he uh, like he's. Like he he wasn't in on it, and then I knew he was in on it, and, wow. and then I uh, called the police, and it was a big, it was a crazy mess. I had to go to court, and his family tried to intimidate me and tried to pay me off to not testify. They called me out there like, because I only had like nine thousand dollars in cash on me when he did it, but then they they were like, well, we'll offer you five hundred dollars not to go to court. I'm like. I, he stole nine thousand dollars that they have as evidence, so yeah. I want that back. So I it was a whole weird thing, man. It was yeah. not a good day, man. Yeah, and you can't just like uh, this. This will go. This will just uh, you know uh, roll over yeah. with with, the, with yeah. the boss. Yeah, no, you need to. You need to have that money. Wow, <laughs> wow, goddamn. Yeah, so it was, that was that was probably the scariest day. Honestly, it's just you don't. 
I never thought I'd have a shotgun in my face. Yeah. But, you know, in the moment, honestly, I wasn't scared, which is weird. But then afterwards, like, I've had a couple crazy moments in my life where I could have died. But the weird thing is you don't you don't really feel it till afterwards. And then I was like, oh, God, I could have. Yeah. I was on the patio at the comedy store one time. This guy just walked up maybe 10 feet away from me and shot this dude, killed him right next to me. And in the moment, I had time. I was scared. And I was like, then later a day or two later i was like god he could have just turned and shot me i was like next in line so yeah that's when you realize it like yeah i feel like yeah in the moment you don't but then like yeah no yeah it's crazy there was a kid i used to work with who came into work one day and was just like i he's he's like i'm I'm destroyed i was just held up i'm like well what happened and he's like i just got out of my car and this guy came up to me pointed a gun in my face and he was like give me all you got and he the kid was like i laughed in his face <laughs> said i don't have anything showed him my wallet that it was empty and the guy left and he he was legitimately like in the moment like he thought it was funny mm. but then it was afterwards the rest of the night this dude was like wrecked like some guy just fucking pointed a gun in my face but it didn't register until later on in the night you know yeah oh. yeah you don't, you just don't know uh at least for me, I just didn't know as it was happening. I was like, oh, this is, like I said, then a day or two later, I'm always like, I could have died. But in the <laughs> moment, it's weird how you just, yeah. it's the same thing happened to me. He goes, give me all your money. I, was like, I don't have any money. Then he turned around and he walked over and he shut the door and locked it. Like if you ever seen Brock's tail, then he came back over. He said, give me all your money. I was like, oh, I got some money now. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to give him something at that point. Yeah. It's like, what do I do? What do yeah. I do? Oh my God. It's an interesting, weird day, honestly, but I'm just happy it all it all worked out. Yeah. I survived, got my money back. I'm still here talking to you guys. Yes, thank you, thank, thank, <laughs> thank the, the heavens for that, Brant. I I, I want to um, bring up your podcast because, dude, you have some amazing interviews. Um, for thirty one with Brant Tobler, you you ask thirty one questions to uh, a guest, correct? Yeah, so uh, 25 are the same, and then five are different for the guests, and then one uh, is usually like an audience question or one of my Patreons. If they have a question, I let them ask it. So I do that, and then my new one that everybody loves is just called Craigslist Chaos, where I just get on Craigslist and uh, just call people and try to buy stuff and get jobs and join the Illuminati and learn how to rap. And just, I never know where it's going to go. Yeah. It's my favorite one. I just go on and I pick a city and then I just, anybody dumb enough to put their phone number, I call and I start talking to. So I, I do that one. Then I do one called Dead to Us with my girlfriend, which is a, a lot of fun. So we, cool. I, we built a podcast studio in the house. So we do a, I just got done finishing a Craigslist right now. So <laughs> oh, that's pretty amazing. fun. But dude, just seeing some of your interviews, just fucking ours. You feel oh yeah. Uh, Brian Regan, uh, yeah, Bert Kirschner, uh, uh, any pretty much all the famous comics I, I I've had. So it's Mark Norman, Sam Morell, Brad Williams, Adam Ray. The uh, I've I've been lucky enough to have a bunch of them. So yes, you have anyone you haven't have that's like a dream interview. Oh, uh, you know, I'm trying to do. I'm going to do a live one here in Denver at the Comedy Works. So I'm trying to get some of the Broncos. I'm a huge Bronco fan, but I mean, like for me, Peyton Manning or John Elway uh, would be huge. And uh, you know, I, I don't. I like. I've been lucky enough to get most of the comedians I want. Like, obviously, as comedian wise, would probably be like if I could get Dave Chappelle or something like that would be life changing. But he doesn't really do podcasts, so yeah, I've been pretty lucky. Comics are pretty cool. Uh, you know. The, the bigger the comic I've met, the cooler they've been. Because 
we all just kind of go through the same stuff in life. So they, uh, I've been pretty lucky that all the comics are cool. Like I said, I'm doing the show with Tom Segura tonight. He's just doing a little 300 seat comedy club. But last time I saw him, he sold out 5,000 seats, two shows in one night. So he's just uh, doing this cause he wants to, but it's yeah. going to be, uh, it's going to be probably an incredible night, so it's going to be a lot of fun. That's great. I, I wanted to say too, I did um, enjoy you hearing saying, hearing you say that Paulie Shore was one of your uh, worst interviews because I tried to get him years ago and he never got back to me. <laughs> so I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad he never got back to me. Fuck Paulie. Yeah, he, was, he was the worst. He's honestly the worst interview I ever had because he got there and he brought some young ass girl with him and at about the 12 minute mark, he's like, "You you want to wrap this up?" I was like, "You." you I think at the time. He knew what podcasts were, so yeah. I think we got to like 25 minutes, and he didn't want to answer any questions, or he just—I mean, he wasn't a mean guy, but I, I just don't think at the time he realized what podcasts were, and I think he was trying to promote something. So I think his publicist is the one that hit me up. So he was just making the rounds, but he just didn't really care uh, about mm-hmm. talking to me. So I—I I mean, I get it. I, I was nobody, but it, it was just like. I, I could have done without that one. That's pretty much the only bad one I've ever had. Yeah. We, we, uh, one of my buddies, uh, CJ Creech, he does a show with a guy named Dave Sheridan, oh who's, who's a big actor. And he said, um, oh, uh, not Pauly Shore. Um, oh, uh, fuck. Who was it? Uh, was it? I don't know why uh, I want to say Charlie just, Sheen, but no, I don't no, think no, it was. I just had it on the top of my head and I lost it. But he, he said, uh, oh, um, Tom Green. He Tom said Green. Tom Green oh, was Tom the worst Green. he ever had. He had Tom Green, and they asked him to like say, "Would you? Would you say you know you're listening to the CJ and Dave or Dave and Creed show?" And he he just was like, "Oh, the phone's breaking up," and hung up on them. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah, I've done shows with him. He's really cool in person, but I uh, he I asked him to be on the pod. And he he was not that interested. Some of these guys are so famous, they just don't care. Yeah. Maybe it's also just like he'd rather just do stuff in person than like over the phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm, and I don't, it's a funny thing that I've kind of realized is now that a lot of my friends have got famous, it's kind of hurt my feelings when I reach out to them and they didn't get back to me. But then I also realized I only reach out to them when I'm asking for shit. So it's kind of on me too. It's like, there's I'm probably a hundred people like me asking for stuff. So I try to be more fair about it. The, the one, t- a couple times I was like, I can't believe you didn't text me back. And then I was, then I thought, and I was like, you know what? Every time I reach out, I'm asking for stuff. And How dare you? How dare yeah. you? It's, like, like, it's like somebody you, requests. it's yeah. like somebody you knew from years ago and now they're a famous comedian and now you're texting them and you're How, like, why didn't they get back to yeah. me? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> oh my God. Brent. I wanted to ask, have you ever thought of doing a comedy show called Brant Tobler Fest? Ooh. Brant Tobler Fest? Yeah, like 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 Oktoberfest. But the Brant Tobler <laughs> oh, Fest. Like Toblerfest October? That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. No, I haven't. Cool. Uh, I, I just I barely do one show, setting up a whole fest, but that's not a bad idea. <laughs> or somebody you wants that? to set it all up, they're welcome to put my name on it. Or like a comedy fest. I was going to say, yeah. Rob, like, what would that be? What would Brett Tolberfest be? It would be everything. Everything you <laughs> didn't know you needed in your life is Brett Tolberfest. It would be, yeah, crab legs and uh, white claws and comedy. That's my life, man. <laughs> Keep it pretty simple, honestly. Damn right. A bucket of, of white claws. Brett, Brett I always. Uh, I'm always curious cuz 
because you had said earlier about the uh, the woman that was farting in your beer that you had. So do, do you have to drink a little bit to do comedy? Because like I I drink a lot every week to do a show, and I can't do it sober. I've tried sober, and I'm just terrible sober. I'm pretty bad drunk too, but like I'm a little better drunk. So like, do do you drink a little to uh, for you know creative reasons? <laughs> Uh, well, no, I do just because I like to drink and, uh, I don't have to, but I definitely prefer it. So nice. I'll probably like the bigger shows. It might just be, you know, I'll, once I get to the club, I'll have a beer. And then, you know, when I get in trouble is two show nights. So if I do the first show, then I hang out with the audience after and they're like, they, they had fun. And they're like, Hey, can I buy you a drink or shot? I'm bad at saying no to that. Just, <laughs> right? I broke, when you're a broke comic, you just take every, you know, you just, you just have that comedy mentality. Like, Oh, if it's free, I need it. So uh, <laughs> that, that's when it gets me in trouble is the two show nights. But I, I can unfortunately, uh, do 45 minutes drunk off my ass with no problem. It, uh, it, I can put it in the cruise control pretty easy. Nice. I want to ask too, Brant, about your book, Free Roll. I want to ask what free roll means. Is it like uh, free roll of the, of the dice? Well, it, it, it stems from that free roll. It's a gambling term of like, uh, it's like a free roll. It, it's the easiest way to explain it is like if I gave you two dice and I say if you roll a seven, you get $100. If you roll anything else, you get nothing, you lose nothing. So it's just a free roll, a free shot. Gotcha. So it's just like a gambling term that, you know, I kind of talk about it, but then there's like free rolled and free roll for disaster. So the same thing would be called if I gave you two dice, instead of you roll a seven, you owe me a hundred dollars. But if you roll anything else, you, nothing happens. So it, it's just a gambling term that I didn't know until I started gambling. So cool. uh, that's where it all stems from. And, and then I, I write up a kind of um, in the introduction, I kind of explain it a little more. So if you uh, if you're looking for a good book, I uh, recommend it. I recommend it on audio because I read the whole thing. Oh, that's cool! I've never heard anyone yeah. that, that said they've read their own book. Yeah, a lot of times oh, they hire yeah. like Paul Giamatti or something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, I see why because I did it. It was the hardest two days of my life. Because uh, the girls, there's two women that helped me produce it, and they. Uh, they're like, you need to go home and rest. I was like, why? It's my, I, it's, I wrote the shit. I'll be able to read it. And uh, it is so hard. I, I would mess up and mess up. It was two, two long nine-hour days. And both wow. both nights I got home and I was asleep within like a half an hour. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just the frustration of you just read sentences over and they over. and like, I wouldn't say Brant Tobler. I'd say Tramp Bobler. <laughs> like, damn it, Brant. You can't even get your own name right. So that was shit like that was frustrating. But... Oh, overall it, it, it's a cool experience i'm so proud of it you know it's like i'm an idiot i dropped out of junior college i, I never thought i'd ever write a book so it's, yeah. it's something i'm so proud of so is, if there's any of your listeners are thinking about writing a book if this idiot can do it you definitely can do it just sit down and do it i was gonna ask you though as a natural storyteller that you are like was it different than writing stand-up or mm. telling any other type of story you've ever told uh, you know, a couple of the stories, I think that's what helped me get the book started is because I had natural stories I did on stage. So th it was easy for me to just write them down and then I had something. So instead of just starting at the beginning, I wrote down three or four of the stories I use on stage. And then, you know, just like that, I got 10,000 words and I'm off and running. Whereas if I had just started from the beginning, because I didn't just write it start to finish, I kind of pieced it together, which which helped me. So I, I wrote the middle 
the middle was the easiest part. Then I went and interviewed my mom about my childhood and stuff. And then, and then the indie and I wrapped it all together, but wow. I kind of jumped around, but being a storyteller definitely helped because I had kind of written half the book on stage before I even dreamed of writing a book. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, and what, um, upcoming shows do you have? brand that you could tell our audience um i got i'm doing i'm around here a bunch i'm trying to stay uh off the road as much as i can so i got a lot of stuff in denver i'm doing a show a big show in cheyenne wyoming i just that's my hometown so i'm doing that march 27th i'm doing a live 31 april uh 8th at comedy works here in denver then i'm back I'm, i'm i'm trying to stay at home as much as i can and then i go to vegas i think the last week of august and that's about it right now. We'll see what else. I'm doing a lot of local stuff just because I don't. I like to stay here with my girlfriend and my dog. Have you ever run into your dad out in Vegas since the No, the I don't know where he's at. I haven't spoken to him since <laughs> the day we tried to kill him. And that's, that's like 19 years ago. So Dude. I've heard rumors of where he's at, but I yeah. don't know. Kato's a badass. Kato's a badass. So he's still alive, though. Like, you know that. Yeah. Much. He's definitely yeah, alive. I know, he's, I know he's still alive. I talked a little bit to a few of my relatives on that side, but just, and I really only talked to them to kind of get an update. I think he might be up in Washington, but. Is he you know, a senior? No, is he, no news is good news. Is I'm he, hoping to to keep this streak alive of not seeing him. I'm, I'm, is, as is, morbid as it is to say, I'm waiting for that call. Yeah. I was going to ask if he was going for his master's degree, Brands. What's that? I was going to ask if he was going for his master's degree. Yeah, yeah, he might be. Who knows? I want to know more about... I want to know more about your cousin Cato. Like, has Cato turned around? Like, does Cato have a podcast? Yeah. Like, what is Cato doing? Cato's <laughs> great, man. Cato's doing good. He runs a business. He, you know, he just bought. He has this beautiful, like, '64 Impala that he spends most of his time working on. But he's still Cato. He uh, he's grown up. He's got an awesome girlfriend now, and he's a stepdad t- helping oh. take care of the kids. So, I mean, it's Whoa. still in him. It's, if I need him, he, he'll be oh, here yes. in a second. He, uh, he'll go full Kato. We've all tried to grow up and settle full down Kato. for sure. Yes, he is the best. Brant, thank he's you. He's the best. He is, he is the best. You are the best, Brant. You are the best, dude. Guys, thanks for having me on. i got to run and hop in the shower for this show. But call me anytime. I'd love to be on the show again. I would thank you. It's been an honor, Brant. Dude, yes, it's all been right, an honor. Guys. Later, dude. Oh wow, <laughs> that was really cool. Talking just yeah, just uh, just a comedian with the real life stories. Yeah, nobody could duplicate. Nobody could duplicate. We will be back, right, John Wilkes? Right. Hell yeah, John Wilkes makes me a cocktail. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type ROB for the offer code upon checkout.
When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code ROB, R-O-B, ROB, at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Ryder, your favorite little phone sex doll. Let's get real for a moment. When was the last time you had a girl down on her knees worshiping your fucking perfect cock? Over on Night Flirt, my friends and I, we take really, really good care of you. We are real girls offering real connections over the phone and through personal messaging. We have it all. Whether you're looking for dirty talk, role plays, or even just a friend to talk to, call me. Don't worry. Your wife, your girlfriend, your friends, they're never going to find out. Nothing will ever show up on your phone bill, so you can be sure your dirty little secrets are safe with me. Sign up for nightflirt.com. And if you hit me up on Twitter at FlirtRiderDoll and let me know that you heard me on the Robin Slim Show, I'm going to hook you up with some free minutes for you to get a hold of the perfect little cocksucker of your dreams. Oh, let's Pikachu and stuff. That's my Super Smash Brothers uh, a background. Yeah, it is. There's us. <laughs> Frankie McDonald and Frylock and oh, TC And TC. <laughs> Does TC ever talk to you when we're gone? What? At the end of the night? No. What? Never talked to TC. Gotta mix another pink drink. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown. Yeah. Nobody wants you to know their number, son. Robinson Show. Hey, how you doing, guys? It's Sam from Team Left Jab. Sam from Team What's Left going Jab. On, how Sam? are you doing? What's going on? How you guys doing tonight? We're doing good. We're doing our our show. Oh, a little drunk, Sam. <laughs> yeah, so it's nine thirty. You got the drunk guy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> drunk slot. You are you are the owner of the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, you know, I started it as, as strictly boxing. Um, so it was just good. like a simple podcast where I would just have fighters on to do interviews and stuff because most people really, you know, I don't know if it's outside of sports, but they really didn't want to do written articles or written interviews. So that's really why I started it. And then, you know, after doing it for a few years and, and doing so many interviews, you know, strictly boxing, it just it kind of got a little boring and you know, it's like how many times can you, you know, basically do the same interview just with different people. Mm. And that's when I started to really just branch out and started, you know, doing my other interests, which is, you know, other sports and a little bit of comedy here and there and even more in the future, hopefully, but it's fun. You know, I enjoy doing it. Dude. Thank I, I just love uh, just us coming across each other. Like, uh, uh, when you first followed me on Twitter and I was like, do you guys have comedy shows? Like, what do you guys do? Like, and you just said, yeah, no, we'll, we'll put you on. Like, I was like, cool, cool. Well, the, the whole thing is like, I was looking for a while because I, I did, a, now I'm not going to mention him, uh, but I was doing a comedy kind of like a collaboration with a guy who did comedy for a long time. And he just, he just didn't want to do it really for himself, let alone do it with other people. He, hmm with canceling shows left and right. And, you know, I would have him on and, and he was just a little too politically correct. Although he was supposed to be a lunatic. Maybe that's a little hint for some people, but, (laughs) (laughs) 
And, you know, I was trying to do like midget jokes with him. And then like in the, right in the middle of it, he just stopped and was like, oh, come on. You know, there's right. people too. And right then and there, I knew this wasn't the, the kind of guy that I really wanted to do this kind of comedy thing with. Um, yeah. And then that's when I found you guys because I was like, I was looking on Twitter and I was like, there has to be people out here that... That Don't give a shit. That's still just fucking. I want to do this, and I finally found you know the Robin Slim show and Slambo. My guy Slambo. Slambo. Sometimes yeah. Slambo. Sometimes. Uh, he's John yeah. Wilkes Booth today. Yeah, we only heard him as JJWB. And I and I got really annoyed with myself because I was like, man, I wish I found these guys years ago. But um, it took a little while, but I found you guys. You guys are awesome, man. I'm a big Howard Stern, Don Imus guy from back in the day and and you guys are like our last hope nobody else does a show like you guys are doing <laughs> that's what i've uh, been told by so many people and at first i'm like maybe they're blowing smoke in my ass but i've heard it so many times oh. i'm like I, I gotta believe it and i always thought too like as far as like our show goes like there's nobody there's mm-hmm. nobody that gives the amount or interview of, of interviews or like you know time time to 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 do that there's nobody doing a show like you guys are doing with the amount of, of, of different aspects of it. In other Correct. words, you know, you guys do uh, skits, you do calls, you know, prank mm-hmm. calls, you do songs, you do interviews. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. that's a lot of work. There's nobody that's really going to do that. And on top of that, you're not politically correct. You're not watching every word you say. Yeah. I, there's nobody that I, I, at least that I see, I don't that's feel doing like that. You and be... you guys are definitely, I mean, the top show out there doing it, as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, dude. Thank I, you. I don't try to offend anybody. I don't want to uh, hurt anybody's feeling, but I also don't want to dumb down like what's funny or, or that type of shit. Like I just I, I feel like that like I mentioned my kids before, like I don't raise them to be like I do and in some aspects I'm like, you know, that that that's you know, you can't lump uh when they say, you know, that's gay. You can't right. you can't uh, associate that to, to to hating you know that or to bashing like that. But at the same time, I don't want to I don't want to you know uh, discourage comedy. Discourage comedy, right? Like it, it's such a fine oh, line. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say exactly. I mean, it, it never was you know directed at gay people. Yes. I mean, when you think about it, it gay just means stupid. Uh, retarded yeah. means just fucked up. Yes. I mean, these people have come around, you know, oh all, you know, these, this, I guess, current generation, whatever you want to call them, have come around to basically just, you know, come up with new meanings for everything. As yeah. if we're all supposed to adjust now, what we've always thought and what we've, we've always uh, said yeah. for 40 years or 30 years or whatever. Now we got to do it their way because they're here now. Well, fuck yeah. that. And I, I'm not going to change the way I thought. You know, right. like, they could change their way of thinking, but yeah. I'm not going to do that. One of my one of my best friends from work is, is a gay guy, and one time he just like, and everybody's mouth dropped. He's like, oh, Rob's such a faggot. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, bro. I was giving him like a high five. I was so happy. I'm like, that's, that's cool. the yeah. utmost honor. And everyone else is like, oh my god, like, who should we report this like <laughs> but yeah even just like me like growing up in the early 90s early 2000s like you used to just call your buddies fags like yeah. when they did something stupid you were well, like you fun. fucking fag oh, like the movies, <laughs> the movies we taught we we grew up on like clerks too like, Clark- <laughs> oh my god yeah no like yeah just like dude fuck. if Don't you think text. about it think, think about it i mean i'm sure you guys listen to stern and i must you know at yes. points growing up yeah uh I mean, when you thought about it, I mean, you really didn't get bullied if you, like, had that kind of mentality. Yes. Like, when I was in high school, 
nobody bullied with me. I'm not, I'm not nothing physically, you know, imposing, but yeah. I mean, I had an arsenal, you know, ready for these people. Like if, you know, <sighs> jokes and, and making fun of them and stuff like yes, that. You had it in your mind. Like, oh, fuck, you, I better, you know, let me move on. You outwitted and them. The yes. So soft. Yeah. yeah. The people are so soft now. They, they're just looking to be, uh, enraged and insulted and stuff like that. It, it's it's a bunch of Marys. I mean, it's ridiculous. I want to ask I you, could Sam. Never be like that, you know. I, I want to ask you, Sam. Uh, just the title of your of the network, the Left Jab. Uh, I I don't know where you got that from, but I always remember my late friend Tino back in the day telling me, and he was one of the toughest guys you'd ever meet in life. He would tell you like your left. He would, he would say the left's your death. Like the right, right punch everybody expected, but the left is is what surprised you and and fucked you up. Like, is that where the title came from? No, actually, it came from um, my favorite boxer, who who was Paulie Malignaggi, who's since retired, and yeah, he, he had he had all his um, offense was basically a left jab because he had a a bad right hand that he broke many times coming up and. You know, he's from New York, and, and he won multiple titles and stuff like that. And I went to see him a bunch of times, met him a couple, couple times, and uh, his corner man I'm, I'm friends with. So it really came from that. And, you know, even though I don't do exclusively boxing anymore, I, I really thought about it, and I was like, should I change the name? And I was like, nah, I got to stick with it. That's where it came from, you know? <laughs> I love Team that. Left Deb. You know, you just expanded past it. But that's really where it came from, though. Cool, cool. And I want to uh, ask you, too, like, as far as uh, being a boxing fan, like, I always felt like boxing died once UFC like hit hit the scene back in the nineties. Like, do you do you feel that way, or do you feel like there's still oh, yeah. like up and comers in boxing? No, there's there's up and comers in boxing. It's always going to have a lot of um, great stars coming up, but it's nowhere near what it once was. Um, it's a very corrupt sport, uh, you know, as far as decisions go, and. There's a lot of, you know, weird stuff that happens in boxing that doesn't happen in UFC and stuff like that. So, you know, while it's not, you know, a mainstream sport anymore, you could, you could still enjoy it. But, Dude. I mean, if, if you listen to any of the stuff that I do, I mean, I criticize it left and right. I mean, it, yeah. it, it's really just, I mean, the fans are horrible in boxing. They, oh. you know, they'll, they'll support uh, fighters from overseas before they'll support so many American uh, boxers, which you really don't see in any other sport. But... Yeah. No, it is what it is. I mean, it's not. It's not the. It's not the <laughs> smartest fan base. We'll put it that way. So, it's a good Dude, sport, though. It's a good sport. I just remember what was it Monday night USA back in the day? Was it Monday night fights or what was it? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday night fights. Oh yeah, it was that was like when yeah up and comers and all of them were coming up. Tyson, it was a. Yeah. It was it was a little, a little more popular back then though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's also has a lot to do with today's like attention span because a, a lot of boxing, like when you watch boxing, it's a lot of just like footing around each other before they actually throw it's, punches it's, or just slowly yeah. throwing like out jabs. Yeah. yeah, like there's an actual strategy, but like UFC, you're just like charging in on each other, I and got that's a like boxing glove, yeah. barbed wire, baby. Yeah. Yeah. What well, people well, want to see? You're right, Slim, because it's it's definitely something you have to really like the art of it because yeah. it yes. could be very boring at times. Yes. Um. And UFC is a little more action, but you know, at the same time, like like UFC, you know, when they get on the ground and they're you know ground and pound for like eleven <laughs> minutes of fight, that could be kind of boring too. So, I mean, you really have to really enjoy the characters, I guess, and the sport. Yeah. So it's definitely not for everybody, and that's why it's not as popular as it once was. But I guess people say that about baseball too. At I'm times, yeah. it's just too long say it. and 
That's and what I, I tell people. Well, so. I tell people that about baseball and just going back to just like what you just mentioned, like Muhammad Ali, just the best smack talk in the game. But the the fights weren't, you know, he'd be, you know, rope and dope. He'd be doing that yeah. for most of the fight. Yeah, no, it wasn't the most exciting fight, but his smack talk was the yeah. most exciting thing ever. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, if you like, if you enjoy the characters, you'll still enjoy boxing. Uh, like I said, it could be boring at times. It could be mm-hmm. fun at times too. I mean, it depends on the matchups, and you know, and that's when the corruption kind of creeps in, where you know, a guy looks like he clearly won the fight, but then the other guy gets the decision, and that's what turns a lot of people off because you really don't see that in UFC or or really any other sport, to be honest. I mean, yeah. it's it's definitely something that that's hindered it. But I don't know. I still love it. I mean, I kind of fade in and out of it, you know, depending on who's around. Like Floyd Mayweather was one of my favorites, but he's mm-hmm. retired now, and. The guy Paulie that I mentioned, he's retired now. But there'll be other guys that come along that'll pique my interest and stuff. But I just couldn't talk about it, you know, day after day anymore. So I definitely was happy to move on to other stuff and do a little boxing here and there. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask Sam if you've seen the Slim versus Slambo boxing (laughs) match. (laughs) I I watched it. I did my homework on it, and I have some points if I could if I could give you guys a few points of what I saw in that. Go for it. I'm ready to learn, Sam. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever boxed in my life. By the way. All right. First of all, Slim, you have a good left hand. That left hand was lethal. I mean, that was coming from all angles. I'm a left hand. I'm left-handed. Slambo, he's not flush. Right. So that was good right there. Good defense early on. Now, Slambo, he comes forward well. He had a lot of power behind those punches. I mean, he didn't land at first, but he did hurt (laughs) you a little bit towards the end. So it it was a good fight. And, Rob, I got to say, you stole the show, even though those two guys were killing each other. Because the commentary, it was ten times better than all the commentary I see in these real boxes. (laughs) We're falling asleep at the mic like you see on regular boxes. It was awesome. (laughs) Cool, cool. I could get a side gig. That's that's what I, I want. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I Sam. definitely think it re- it definitely warrants either a rematch, and you could even get a little you could even get a little uh, fancy here, and maybe do uh, MMA fight between Ooh. Slim and Slambo, or Ooh. maybe even wrestling. We were talking uh, wrestling earlier. Yeah, yeah, we were talking wrestling. I'm trying to get uh, Sam, and they build themselves as midget wrestling. It's called the Knee High Knucklers. They're, oh, they're, yeah, yeah. they're out of yeah. Atlantic City, and then uh, I want to get them on the show. Oh, so. I would love that. That would be fun. Now, you can't, see mid- you can't say midget on your show, right? We don't have to say the M words. Oh, we? yeah. No, we can say midget. <laughs> yeah, we can say midget. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny video, though. I did enjoy it, though. Awesome. Cool. Thank you, dude. And I want to ask, uh, too, Sam, um, on, on Left Jab, on Team Left Jab, uh, the network, what other shows are out there? Well, we, like I said, we got you guys now, which is definitely the the best comedy show out there. Um, Thank you. We, we got the Unsupervised podcast. They're going to be joining us. That's like kind of like a talk show slash comedy. Um, I like those guys as well. There's a lot of, look, I'll be honest with you. There's a lot of comedy podcasts out there. They're listed as comedy, but they're not funny. Dude, they're just yes. not really that good. Um, I agree. Really, you guys and, and the Unsupervised podcast, I really like, really don't like much of the others. Um. We have a lot of sports ones, obviously, because that's what it started at. Um, we got guys like Percy uh, Crawford, Tommy Renone, um, Steve Upshaw. They do a lot of the um, they do the, po- the, the boxing uh, talk with me. They've been coming on since like 2014. Peter Ferrazzo as well. These are all guys who've been in boxing, uh, so they do a great job. 
Um, we have uh, a Yankees show with Mike Scudero. He uh, does a great Yankees. Good guy. Good guy. Um, Matt O'Leary uh, does the Mets. Uh, we have Men's Locker Room. That's just an overall sports show. Cool. Uh, Corrigan's Corner with John Corrigan does the wrestling. Uh, that's an awesome show. He's been with us for years. Uh, Low Life Louis Ramos. He's a wrestler, a good friend of mine that comes on and we talk a little bit of wrestling and Really, and then I do interviews here and there, which I've kind of scaled back because I really wanted to, you know, have different shows and stuff like that. But every once in a while, I'll have someone on, uh, whether it be from boxing or wrestling or even comedy here and there. And, you know, I'll kind of revisit what I started doing, which was doing interviews, which I still like to do here and there. But yeah. it's a good network. I mean, it's it's, it's been around a while. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's very diverse now, so... And it's cool. I mean, we got hot girls on the website. I mean, how can you go wrong with that, right? Yes. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong with hot girls. That's, that's sex sells. Sex sells, Sam. Uh. <laughs> I want to ask you, too, um, yeah. just just as far as uh, you, you mentioned, uh, I'm as concerned as far as sports goes, and maybe I'm just mainstream, but I used to love Mike and the Mad Dog. And the sports guys, the sports guys, but they, they, they would switch hosts too much. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, like when I thought about like bringing comedy on because it was all sports and I know people were going to be looking at it, like including maybe yourself when you first saw it, when, when I messaged you and stuff like that, you know, you're probably like, oh, it's all sports though. But if you think about it, you know, Imus was doing it. It was basically WFAN was Imus in the morning, which was, which is comedy. And then after that, it was all sports. Yes. I mean, God. You know, that audience is basically the same. You know, people mm -hmm. who like sports and stuff like comedy and vice versa. Yes. You know, it, so, I mean, it's smart if you think about it. I mean, it's really the same audience. And, yeah, the sports guys. Was that with, with um, uh, what's his name that went to jail in New Jersey? Oh, Craig. Craig Kill. Craig Carton. Yes. Yes, Craig yeah, Carton. Yeah, because he was over here in New York with Boomer for, for many years yeah. I watched him. But yeah. I know he started over there on that show. Yes, yes, yes. I forgot yeah. that he went to jail. <laughs> just uh, uh, the guy we just interviewed, Brent, um, who's, Brent who's like a, a comedian, and um, I asked him like, "Well, who's your like dream interviews?" And he named sport guys. He was like Peyton Manning, yeah. like the Bronx, like those guys. <laughs> that was like, great. That, that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Like there is that kind of like intersection between like comedy and like sports. I feel like too. Like uh, I've heard Charles Barkley say in the past, like, "Yeah, athletes are on a different level." I feel that way about comedy too, and they've just. Everybody's gone after both both sides. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely an audience that that likes both. And and you know, I was just thinking you brought up dream interviews and stuff like that. And someone actually asked me that a couple of months ago. And I told him my dream interview would have been Don Imus, and and he's gone now. So obviously yeah. that wasn't going to happen anyway. But you know, rest in peace, Imus. But yeah, that would have been mine because you know what? Yeah. You think back, and I was listening to him like when I was what. 12, 13 years old, it's like, how many people do you still kind of admire 40 years later or 30 years later and or whatever? Dude, you know? yeah, so. he made an off-color joke, but it was it was all in fun. It was not in, in hate speech, and just the amount yeah. of good he did, he, just the, the amount of money he raised for, for great yeah. causes, like, just on his own. Like, he was a great guy, great guy. See, the, see, the problem I had with that was, um, yes, it was off-color, but it was nothing different than what he was doing for like 25 years yeah. before that. It was nothing that was different that 
Howard Stern was doing. In fact, yes. you know, Howard Stern did a lot worse. And, and, he did worse, and Opie Anthony that, did worse. Like it you know, just it just yeah. goes up to that point. I I just always uh we we've had uh, people over the years like mention worse Stern ripoffs or were oh, Opie and Anthony ripoffs. Oh, yeah. I feel like if I'm the next ripoff, that's a fucking great thing because everybody told Opie and Anthony they were Stern ripoffs. So like if I'm right. the next ripoff, like I will. I will gladly embrace that. I will fucking. That's a, will, that's a very high compliment. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking love that. I'll, I'll fucking yeah. ride that till I die. Like that's great. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody always has a comment like that because you know, if you see anybody doing anything that that's even remotely re- similar, I yeah. mean, they feel like it's a ripoff. It's, I know it's just comedy. You know, they said that about Stern you know, about Jimmy is uh, mentioning, and I, I just remember even when um when um. Uh, oh my God! Who's who's uh, Dice? Andrew Dice, Dice played. Uh, yeah. When yeah. Dice started doing Opie and Anthony after ha- doing Stern previously, he said, "There's a big enough audience for both of you guys." Like th- that's true. it. Yeah. Like yeah, no, that's it. That's definitely true. It's absolutely true, and see, and, and that's the thing. It's like it's kind of sad though when you think about it that like that kind of uh, talk radio or comedy mm. radio, whatever you want to say, is. It's really not around anymore, mainstream or anything like that on the radio or anything like that. Everybody's so afraid to say, you know, something. And yeah. I, I understand it because, you know, I guess if you're running off sponsors and stuff, they're going to be so quick to leave and then there goes your show. Yeah. And God knows if you're going to get hired again. But it's just a fucked up world right now. I mean, it's like, it's like everybody is just terrified to say anything, to insult anybody. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not It's not like it used to be, but... Oh. Um, also, oh, um, as a as a podcast, I think it's hard to market like what we do or what like old school talk radio is because like a lot of times like when people look for a podcast, they're looking for something niche. They're looking for like, oh, I want to find a movie podcast right. or um, a video game podcast or a comedy podcast. But like, I want to find a podcast that's like old school radio. Like, how do you how do you look yeah. for that? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and that, you know they want everything that could be cataloged easily and found easily, and you know a variety show, you know that that basically covers a lot of things. I guess they feel like it's too hard to market or whatever. It was yeah. never hard to market until podcasts came along. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What but, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually that's what people wanted. That's it. And yep. you know, if you think about it, the show that you do, that you guys do, is so much harder, and it, and it, and it's so much harder to do. Mm-hmm. And like a podcast that just talks about baseball, right. or like what I was doing early on, which was just boxing, because it's so repetitive. It's doing the same show over and over, just changing the names or changing a few things here and there. Yeah. You know, they come up with all kinds of skits and, and, and songs and, and stuff like you guys do. I mean, that's a lot of time, a lot of work, and it takes talent to do it because you can fuck that up easily, you know, and, and, you, and you don't. So I, I was, they you, don't realize that. I've said over the years, it. it's like, dude, it's like a second full-time job. I've had people tell me, <laughs> I know even other comedians <laughs> tell me, like, it, it comes off like it's effortless, but they know how much uh, effort I put right. into it because they yeah. they understand. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. Just trying to get guests on and stuff like that. It's not something that happens one, two, three. You know, you got to go messaging back and forth and then figuring out times and stuff. It's very time consuming. That and even and, like when it comes down to even confirming, sometimes they never get back or I have to just reschedule. Like, it's like, yeah, I, I got to fill a spot. I got to fill a spot out of nowhere. I got to fit this in before I go, though, because when I first found you guys, I was listening to some previous shows and 
There was a guy that was supposed to come on that didn't. I guess he blocked you. That guy, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah that's... And when I <laughs> when I heard you guys just tearing him apart, I was like, "Yep, these are my guys. I gotta get <laughs> these guys on the network." <laughs> oh yeah, radio right there. You yeah, guys are killing him. At least tell me, like he, he mowed lawns or something. Who's he? I don't even remember. He was like the, the hustler. Oh, the hustler. The hustler. The hustler. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fucking tell me. Tell me, like, at least have the balls to tell me. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, just blocked you. Yeah, right? no, he just blocked me. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's pussy, right? He, he must have, like, listened to some shows and figured that he wasn't going to be able to do the interview. He didn't have a... He could. wasn't quick enough, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> he, something scared him away right there. Dude. Maybe he was politically correct. He, he, he didn't want to... Uh, you know. <laughs> One of my friends at work said, like, that's all on him. Whatever. Because like, I, I told him, like, what happened. And he's like, yeah, no, that's all on him. That's None of that's your problem. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty weak right there. But I don't know. People are weird. People yeah. are strange. Hey, look, the guy that I did the comedy show before uh, last year, he just kind of you know delved out, you know, delved out on me as well. I mean, you know, sometimes sometimes people who do these like, and I heard you guys talking about this earlier. Um, you know, people don't realize how hard it is to do a podcast, mm. even someone who's doing it a long time. I mean, you can almost see like when they're almost ready to go. I mean, they just don't do the show anymore. They cancel it left and right and. Yeah, you know they just kind of mail it in, and the shows get shorter and stuff like that. That's kind of where he was at. So I guess you know it's it's not for everybody. We, yeah. we used to do an hour more, so like I guess us shortening is like we shortened oh, it out. Man. It's so crazy. We're still like three hour, three and a half hour yeah. long. But yeah, it's like, to just think that we used to do like four, four and a half. Okay. No, you guys still do a long show though. That, you, <laughs> you guys are definitely putting the work in. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it is hard. And, and, and like, um, the thing is, like, like Rob does most of the the like Rob does more of the work than I do as far as like the the booking and the coming up with the skits and all that. That's all, all Rob. But like, still for me, just doing the edit, setting yeah. up, and just like I a whole day is committed to this like a whole oh, yeah. day uh it, it's a lot just committing that whole day to to this and like, over the years i've heard people like mention having you know somebody that you know does what you do like right. shit out of them and like just it's just yeah somebody to do that alone is is just uh an asset an right. asset but you gotta pay those people so you gotta sam Oh, he started talking about money and just crapped oh, out. Oh, Sam! <laughs> Sam! I don't got a base on this, right? <laughs> Sam! Sam, you still there? Thank you, Sam. I don't got a base on this. <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> oh, man. We lost Listen, you. Really, would you really trust someone from the outside to, like, edit your stuff? I, I mean, don't you know. know them, no. right? I mean, they could be, like, they could just, like, erase everything on you if they yeah. really wanted, if they got mad at you or something. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why i think it's good that like like as being kind of like the producer of the show i'm also like i'm in um a title character of the show it is my show as much as this rob show so it's not just like i'm producing yeah. a show for two other guys like i'm producing yeah. our show you know yeah, so I, yeah. yeah. and sometimes yeah, slam show. you guys have great chemistry and and you, you know to do a show every week as long as you guys do it you have to have fun and you have to enjoy doing it because and, like if you're just sticking three random people together uh-uh, that's not gonna yeah. work too long and you gotta have a lot of alcohol sam a lot of, a lot of, a lot of 
lot, lot of, of booze. A lot of that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> Sam, we have to wrap this up, dude. But it's been a fucking blast, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, I want I want to thank you guys for 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 coming on my network. Um, I'm very proud to have you guys on. You guys do an awesome job. Thank you. And you know, I just look forward to a lot of a lot of fun stuff in the future. You know, just guys yeah. are killing it. YouTube, brother. Where can everybody find you? If you just Google Team Left Jab, it'll all come up. Um, if you just, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter, you know, you just put Team Left Jab on, it'll all come up. It, it's basically, don't do Instagram. I, I did Instagram for a little while, but, you know, it's just basically pictures and stuff, so I just kind of yeah. got off there. But Yeah, yeah I don't mind the Instagram. Team Left Jab goes right on. I don't mind the Instagram. I didn't do the, what's the other thing, the Snapchat. The Snapchat or the or TikTok. The TikTok or... like, yeah, TikTok. that's for kids. That's not for podcasts, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, kids. We're not for kids. Is Man. there is there adult social media like uh, like show me your dick dot com or something actually, like? Uh, going back to that uh, rider, um, there's a there's a social media thing. I don't know if it's an app, but whatever for like yeah, sex workers and like all that. So yeah, there's one app. Oh, we had to like get to that. It just shows Slambo's dick every week, yeah. every week. Or a butthole picture. You get a sexual <laughs> picture of Slambo. Right Maybe he's rubbing his. You can make a ton of money for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rubbing a stick of butter on his. <laughs> he's, he's doing something sexual each week. <laughs> he's sticking a carrot and stuff. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you sam that's the best sign out we've ever had <laughs> all right thanks a lot guys it was awesome talking to you look to, look forward to, ha- to being on again thank you thank no you, problem dude thank you my friend all right okay talk to you later all right, right brother Slambo, where's that give us oh. a sexy sign out sexy <laughs> slambo carrot Hey, I'm I'm John Wilkes Booth, baby, and I'm I'm in the middle of having sex with everything in the room. But I expect you to be here next week for the Rob and Slim show. Yeah, John Wilkes Booth, baby. Yeah. Fuck this. It's done. Yeah, because I said it's done. I'm the one who said it was done. I said Go it was on, done you first. little You just repeat everything I say, you little fucking mockingbird. Oh, okay. I'll say something you haven't said. I hope you die, bitch. You're already dead. You're already fucking dead. No, I'm not. You're just saying that I'm the one who's alive because I'm standing here. You're dead because you're walking away. Fuck you. You're dead. I'll see you in fucking hell someday. Keep walking, sassy pants. This has been a Fat Moles Radio production. To hear more shows like this, go to soundcloud.com slash Radio. Hush your face, is coming straight to your ears A podcast network that's changing gears Bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat A family of pods that are bringing the heat There ain't no stopping us Keep coming back to us sick ass pods That'll make you hush www.hushyourface www.hushyourface www.hushyourface.com